I'd make the argument that board apes are like this. If you had a country club membership, right? right? A really nice one with a bunch of fancy people that were at that country like club. Like a Soho house. Like a know. Soho house, hey. yeah. And you had a key card to that country club. You're not like, yeah, I got a nice looking key card. You got a membership to Soho House and right. you happened to get a nice key card. Board Ape Yacht Club, if you own one of those apes, that was your ticket to get on a yacht in New York during Ape Fest. A thousand person yacht that they Oh, rented. it actually had yachts involved. They actually had a yacht. I had no idea. They have a nightclub they're opening in Miami. There's these other yeah. transactions. And that's because can the happen. NFT can have future value in terms of access. Future utility. What's up, everybody? My name is Brazil, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we have two very special guests, one of which has been a best friend of mine for well over 10 years. When I first met him, he was a pro skater, and we had dreams of taking over the industry, of making TV show pilots, of one day moving to LA or New York and, and making something of ourselves. And I've seen him grow so much through all the years, all the way to being on TV, having his own show on Netflix, now blowing up on TikTok. And he's here with his boy, Spencer, who, um, are launching a, a project together that's really, really interesting in the NFT space. Spencer comes from the VC world, and he's bringing this partnership with Nick that's going to not only introduce their NFT project, but I think open a lot of doors for other people that want to do NFTs. And in general, I want to understand more about this, and I need to redo this whole intro because I didn't say your name. Oh, it's fine. Just uh, do, it, do the lower third. Should be lower. Um... The reason that I'm having uh, them on this podcast, well, first of all, yeah, let me just read that. No, it was really good. I can do that again. Ah, I can it was say good, it just man. like that. I like great. the way, you know what, that, then let me, fuck. <laughs> I've never had to redo a single one. It's just that I've never had two people. So then I went right into introducing <laughs> you and I was going to flow into it because I said your name and then I didn't say your name. Oh, shit, dude. I think it was good, man. You, just, you thought that was good? Yeah, I really did. <laughs> well, my boy's name is Nick Uhas. There we go. Just, cu- just cut that in, man. That's all, that's all you need. That's all you need. I wanted to make it special for you guys. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, I'm really man. excited for you. Thanks. No, so this is my boy. His name is Nick Uhas. Um, have a lot of love for him. Seriously, he's been a brother of mine for many years. We used to like live together in Chicago. He let me stay on his couch in New York. Like I, we've jumped out of planes together, been through a lot. And this NFT world is something that I also threw up in your front yard. Don't forget that. Yes, and you were there the first time I got drunk as well. So <laughs> yeah. we, we have quite the history, you know. And um, and I got to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about the NFT world, and I think a lot of people feel that it might be kind of shady. So I'm really excited that there's somebody I know personally who I trust, who also I've seen execute so many things in his life, be now doing a project, because I feel like it's going to be a great way for me and you guys to understand what exactly this world is, what the opportunities are, and kind of what the future is. So welcome to the show. Yo, thank you. Uh, yeah, man, this is going to be really dope because I'm really excited to actually talk about this. Actually, I learned a lot from Spencer. Actually, let me give you the really quick story about how I met Spencer. Okay. So like you, actually just like you, um, I wanted to learn about NFTs, but I felt like I had tapped out on the internet as far as like, what can, can I trust this information? It's so new, right? To some, to, to some degree, it's really new. Yeah. Um, the technology has actually been kind of around for a while, but NFTs specifically for like how we're using them is actually quite new. And so like with with, you know, board apes and, like, these, what they call PFPs, profile picture I'm projects. sure a lot of people are already lost, but go ahead, keep okay. going. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the nitty on it. Um, but, so I wanted to learn from a human. Like, I wanted to go to a party where someone could be like, hey, man, yeah, that stuff, that's crap, but this stuff, this is the real, you know, because, like, we learn so much. There's so much information exchange, human to human. I study your face, you know, it's like this, like, a lot of data is being downloaded from my brain when I'm studying your face and what you're saying and how you're saying well, it. It's just some random blog post. Yeah, because it's just text. Who knows where. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I can only trust it 
to some degree. Plus, maybe they're trying to sell me on something. I don't know. So I went down to Art Basel, and um, I was I went down there to learn about NFTs. That was, my, that was my like the point of me going down there. Now I also went down there with a deal in my back pocket that I've been offered and to do an NFT project, and it was a pretty good rate. Like it was good. You know what I mean? It was like it was on on par with like normal rates that we do for YouTube. But like it um it was good enough for me to be like, hey, like I should really learn about this before I really you know get too deep into it. So. <clears throat> The week's kind of like, we're going along, we're going to parties, I'm learning a lot about just the actual technical aspect of blockchain and NFTs, and then sort of more of the social aspect of where it's going and what people are saying, and just sort of really understanding it from a macro and from a, a micro perspective. And then like one of the last days, I was uh, just observing a panel at one of the art galleries. Just by the way, too, like uh, Art Basel is this art sort of festival that kind of got taken over now by like tech and like because the NFTs are like it's like digital art, art digital yeah. art yeah and and I'm gonna say this but then I'm gonna come back and explain it later but like and actually probably Spencer could too but um, now that there's the blockchain right we now can verify digital art for the first time ever in history we can now say that this JPEG is this JPEG <laughs> and that it's like and and, and I guess to 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 set that. To an example, it would be like if somebody said, hey, I have a Picasso. Well, how do you know you have a Picasso? Right. How can you verify it? Right. Some committee somewhere has to do a bunch of homework to make sure that you have a real Picasso, right? Yeah. But when it comes to digital art, fucking anybody could screenshot something, right? Correct. So blockchains allow you to actually have ownership. Like, I own the original JPEG file yeah. from that artist. Because otherwise, digital artists couldn't have that same sense of um, scarcity right. of, like, this the Mona Lisa. Right. Well, right. And beyond this too, right? Like you have to remember there's there digital art isn't just an analog to physical art, right? It allows you to do so much more. So right. for example, you're not gonna go take your Picasso out somewhere, show it to someone to get entry into a place, right? You're just not gonna do that. You're not gonna right. go. Yo, I got a Picasso, check this out. No, check it out. Like I've got right, it's, 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 there's there's a there's a lot I mean. It has to be like locked great. away, like in your wherever. Yeah. Right, but there's there's limitations to it. However, digital art, you can carry around in your pocket. You can carry around proof of your ownership in your pocket on your phone because that's how crypto works. That's the internet works, right? Yeah. So when you are able to do that, now why would you care? But you would care because when you can carry around, you can create utility for ownership, for proving you own it, for having it with you in real life events that you can't do with traditional art, um, with physical art. And so I think what people maybe don't realize is like it's, not just the digital version of something that already exists, but the digital version of art can do so much more. And art is always about evolution and always about increasing what's sort of available and art itself changes, right? It's bringing so, more utility than just the visual aspect of, wow, beautiful photo, but great, it's hanging in you know, my uncle's right. whatever, fancy house, but we can't do anything with it. We can't even touch it. Right. Right? right, most art they say don't even touch. Like, yeah, keep do you, away do you, from it. You gotta yeah. go to France to like go see the Mona Lisa. Like, you gotta yeah. like, you gotta like go to a different continent yeah. and like buy a ticket to yeah. see this one piece of art, right? And like, thank God, obviously we have the internet, so like we can like see what that looks like now or like a printed picture. But to see the real one, right? Like, that's there's huge barriers to see that one particular piece of art. And to people that say like, why would somebody <laughs> spend a bunch of money on JPEG? Well, why would people spend a bunch of money on a Rothko? There's like paintings that are just like orange blocks that are like 60 million dollars right it's yeah. value is whatever you place on something scarcity usually yeah is like that and, and also this too like like with with traditional art like there's a lot of fake art out there even in museums there's like tons of fake art there's been estimates that like 30 percent of 
that are hanging on walls in museums is not actually the originals, right? That the and, museum knows or that they don't even know. As, as in, like, can go, there's it can be all kinds of layers of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, but there's a lot of fake art out there, sure. right? And, um, you know, one thing that's interesting about NFTs is, for example, on Twitter, right? You can connect your NFTs to your Twitter account, change your profile picture, and if you own that NFT, it becomes hexagonal. You can't fake that, right? You own it, you collect it, it's real. Right. You walk into someone's house, they say they've got, you know, a Basquiat on the wall. Maybe it's a Basquiat, maybe it's not. So there's a lot maybe of Maybe they things. even think it's real, but it's not. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Henry maybe the guy who sold example? to them thought, like, it, 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 you don't know, because who's going to check? Oh, well, his ink bleeds this way. <laughs> it's like they're just trusting that person. <laughs> right, right. They could just be making up uh, yeah. how to make sure it's a real and, bank. And the thing, too, I think people mistake this as well, is, like, you can, you can, you can make fake NFTs. You can, you can right-click save a, a JPEG on the internet. But the thing is, like, if you right-click save it, it's not the original one. And with NFTs, you can see who created the original, like, who is the creator of the Bored Apes, for example. Like, right. you can see the wallet that made it and did that NFT originate in that wallet. It's really easy to track this stuff. So sure, there's fakes out there, but it, it's not, like, hard to tell which is yeah. fake and which is real because you can go and everything's public on the blockchain. Isn't there something like that for cars, like a Carfax or something, where you can see all the previous owners? Yes. Right? Oh, this car was in an accident that killed somebody or whatever. So like you, is, you could find that out if you're buying a used car, This is right? actually a great analogy of, like, specifically NFTs is the VIN number of a car. So, like, what really authenticates if that car is that car? It's the VIN number. So you open up the door, and, like, there's a tag on usually, like, on the inside of that right. door. And it's this long serial number, and it tells you, yes, this is a 2022 Toyota Supra, gunmetal gray, with black interior. I'm just describing my car, by the way. <laughs> um, but, like, it, like, that's what that is. So, like, we've already developed the systems for this authentication. And we've seen, we obviously, as a society, know there's value in it, too. Now, I just want to take one step back to, like, explain. Oh, yeah, the story. Well, no, yeah, we'll get to the story, too. But also, like, how that actually works. Because, like, I think a lot of people have just, like, we're, we're so comfortable saying this. Yeah, yeah, blockchain, digital verification. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, like let me explain to you how this actually works, right? And correct explain me it to me like I'm a 12-year-old. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. We have a bunch of code, okay? Now, there's a couple ways that that code could be utilized, right? Now, that code, let's say, is to code for um, this JPEG that we're going to talk about, okay? Now, that code could be stored on a server, right, somewhere in the world, okay? Like on another computer chip, okay? On that one. So it's like this code basically says this is what this thing codes for, and this looks like uh, an ape. Okay? I think some people would already be lost because they don't understand what codes and servers are. Okay, Do you sure. want me to take a yeah, stab at this? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, like, just like, what's an NFT? Like, maybe we should just start there, right? Yeah. So, and what's a regular JPEG? Let's start there. Yeah. Like so a J regular JPEG. So JPEGs, so actually, I want to even start at like, what, what is now? life? Let's just start there. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's the Bill Clinton line? What is, what is, is. <laughs> oh, man. But no, like, let's start at the beginning, right? Like, yeah, so, so Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is kind of where a lot of this crypto kind of came from. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, if you, if you want to like read a document, like read the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper on Bitcoin, it's like a great explanation. He's the guy who originated Bitcoin. Nobody really knows who it is. So like we think. Theory theories, but, um. Right. But like Bitcoin existed, and what Bitcoin is is it's a set of programs that exist out in the world. He ships it off, and he can't change it. Nobody can change it. And this protocol is a big list, and it says there's this many Bitcoin, and here's who owns which bit, how how many, right? Um, there's a few more complexities. This like a is ledger. A ledger, public ledger is what it's called. Okay. And this list is public, and anyone can see it, right? And you can do a couple of things. If you are the owner of one of those accounts, they're called wallets, but they're 
sure. um, addresses on the, on the ledger, you can go and send the Bitcoin you own to someone else. That's one of the things you can do. Right. Now, who keeps track of this ledger? Well, this is where decentralization comes in. There's actually uh, computers all over the world that keep multiple copies of this, and all of these computers verify together. This is called mining. This is part of how this whole system works. But basically, people who verify the list are rewarded with more Bitcoin. So the people who do that processing, those computers, get Bitcoin. And, and for perspective, that's called, normally, when we say decentralized, it means that normally, like, like in Chase, Chase has a server somewhere yeah. Yeah. where they control it, and they're on top of it. This is how much money you have in there. They're keeping that list. We're not checking it for them. And by the way, sometimes those servers do crash, and sometimes you literally go onto your Chase account, and they're like, "Sorry, dude, like you can't do money stuff today." Right. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's like it's like as if they literally had like. Let's just imagine if it was like if banks had a little sheet of paper yeah. in a desk somewhere that said Johnny has a hundred dollars or whatever. Right. Yeah. They're the only ones with it. That means that they could fuck with it. They could lose the list. Anything could happen to that list. They can control it. Right. But now it's like we're all sharing that list and double-checking each other so the fuckery is less likely to happen. Right. And so to some degree, yes. The, but, the, but it's really important, too, I think, to mention like what the fuckery is, right? Yeah. So, so the thing that really this is important about is like governments and banks themselves. So like the government can go into your Chase bank account and be like, I'm going to freeze all your assets. You, you can't move them around. For whatever reason, they deem... They can do that, right? And this is yeah. something where, in the, in the U.S., I think we think a lot about this as like, oh, this is probably a good thing the government can do this. But in a lot of other countries, this can actually be problematic because the government can go in and say, oh, look at that money you made. Thanks, right? Yeah, if somebody's like a freedom and this fighter is where or whatever. corrupt oh, yeah, governments yeah. can take yeah. money from people. a lot of corrupt people. governments and out there. This, yeah. is a big, this is a big global issue. Um, there's a lot of philosophy here around whether this is good or bad, but it's a thing that, that because... You have so many different people verifying this list, it's really hard for a bad actor, close to impossible, but really hard to change it. And it's very, very secure. And this is where the cybersecurity part comes in. Now, it's important to say it's secure on a level of the network itself is secure. But from a user interacting with it, that's where you hear a lot about hacks and all these things. It's usually user error. So people, like, if you forget your login to your Chase bank account, Chase can go and say, oh, don't worry, here's a new login. If you forget your keys to your crypto wallet, because it's decentralized, there's no one who can go in and you say, don't, oh, don't worry about it. Here's a new one with the same no amount of customer money. Service you don't call Bitcoin. Service. You're not like, yeah. can we yeah. fix it? <laughs> yeah, like you literally can't. Because it, it's just a computer program. So yeah. it, it's, just a, it's just a program that exists. And, 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 and it exists... Guys, if you hear my dog, just, he's, that's Brazzy. He's always making appearances on our shows. I think somebody's uh, coming home, so please excuse the sounds. Um... What were you just saying? Right oh, that? you cannot call. There's no customer oh, service. Oh, no customer service. There's you can't no, call it's a, Bitcoin. It's a computer program. And that's why, ironically, also, if, you, if, you, if you've heard this in the news, people are like, shut it down. Like, stop doing that. And you're like, like what? Like, you can't. You can't do that. And this is also like an existential like, risk to countries. Is like, it, like, like, you know, countries are very infrequently in a position. Like, even the internet, right? Like, countries can, can like, control access to the internet within their borders pretty well. But, like... A lot of the reason that countries are, are kind of slow to approach crypto um, is because like, they could make regulation around it, but it's kind of hard to enforce, especially when you can run to other countries that have maybe more favorable regulations. So if you see, for example, like Thailand um, has really good crypto regulation because they want people to come there. Um, and you know, if the government can't just take down the network, right? So this is a really important thing. But so in the beginning, there was Bitcoin, right? And Bitcoin does literally just this one thing. It's a list of people who own Bitcoin, and you can send Bitcoin to other people. And it's people. a currency. 
It's a currency. It's like sending a little bit of gold to my friend, and then gold goes up and down, or whatever. And it's actually yeah. referred to as digital like, gold for that yeah, reason. Okay. Digital gold. Because there's a fixed amount. I mean, there's like, there's, it's still being mined, like it's still being created, but there is like, in the future, like there is a fixed amount, just like actual real gold. Like there's still gold in, in the yeah, earth there. that hasn't been mined yet. But there is also But there so is a fixed amount. Yeah. And the same thing with Bitcoin. It's like, there's a fixed amount. Yeah. So anyway, so we have Bitcoin. So that's, hopefully that's a decent enough explanation of what Bitcoin is. Can I just explain one thing that really made it click for yeah, me as far it. as like how this whole process works? Yeah. And it's about just like how exactly like blockchain technology works, like even that concept. So it's like normal, like let, hear me out here, just follow this. With the blockchain, right, you have this code that is written. So just imagine like 01011101, right? I think people that know what zero one is would already know this shit. Okay. I think we need to dumb it down even more. Okay, I'm about to. Where if they if people yeah. are aware of what zero one is, sure. they're probably already on board. Say that there's a sentence, okay? And the sentence is like the dog jumps over the cat. Okay. Right. Now imagine that this sentence is running through my hand, okay? Uh -huh. And then once it goes to the other side of my hand, you can no longer see it, okay? okay? That's how, let's say, some transactions would work. The dog, like it's moving, right, through my hand, and on this side, okay. it no longer exists because you can't see it, okay? okay? The way blockchain works is, is it takes that sentence and it curls it into a little ball and it lets it sit there. And then another sentence comes after that that says, like, the green tree, okay? Right. And this is just information, by the way. I'm just like, these sentences are just information. And then it's the blue wall, okay? And all that's sort of like stacked up, okay? And it's sitting at the bottom. It's like right here on my hand. Now, if I wanted to go, hey, what was that first sentence I said? Well, it's still there. I can just go back and look at it, okay? So that's the concept of blockchain, which is that the information just continues to stack and then it's stored somewhere else. So Okay, I'll be honest with you. I, I get that. And I totally get that. I think people who don't get it are like, what the fuck does that so, have to do with me? <laughs> and why should I buy an NFT? Like, what is the utility of it? Like, so, go, like you can buy shit with Bitcoin, yeah. right? You yeah. Can, some people are selling their cars for Bitcoin, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like a Bitcoin's worth 44,000. You could buy a Benz with a Bitcoin if the owner was willing to sell it. Yeah. Like you could send them a fucking, a, 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 a quick pay Zelle payment. Right. Or you could send them a PayPal payment or a Venmo or a fucking Bitcoin. It's a way so, to pay for so, shit. So yeah. here's, here's right? I think the thing that, that Nick was getting at, which which is which is a, another important- it Explained, okay. <laughs> another, another point, like an important part of like this crypto story is so like when you send Bitcoin to me or I send it to you, it's not just like, okay, this changes on the spreadsheet. We've lost that that transaction happened. Actually what happens is every transaction that's ever happened is part of this big list of, of information. Like now it's written forever, immutably, can't be changed. It's like if a $100 bill had a list of everybody who's ever held it. Exactly, yes. right? And so this gets really important when we get to, so okay, this is Bitcoin, right? Okay. Bitcoin's the OG, it's the first one. However, this technology, when it came out, was revolutionary and people said, huh, like what else can we do with it, right? Yeah. And so the next really big important project is Ethereum, right? And so Ethereum is very similar to Bitcoin. It does all the things that Bitcoin does. It's a big list. And this list includes how many people own, how much Ethereum you mine. It's very, very similar. However, what's interesting about Ethereum specifically is that you can write other things onto that list besides just ownership of Ethereum. And so NFTs are writing on the blockchain immutably forever ownership and transfers of ownership 
So uh, not just for a coin, but for a picture or a, a picture. movie or a song or whatever. Or, but most importantly, it's a specific picture created by a specific other account, right? Right. So it's almost like a stock in a company, kind of like an exactly. NFT. Like if I'm gonna buy your NFT, it's like in layman's terms, like I'm like, like I'm buying like like if I'm buying Tesla stock, there's only so much Tesla stock, and the value of Tesla goes up and down. Right, I could lose all my money if Tesla goes under, or I could make a bunch of money if it goes up. Right, I could. It's a it's a storehold of wealth and it goes up. Right, so if I buy an NFT, if I buy a board ape, it could go up in value. Same way owning Tesla's stock. Yes, ish. So oh, from it, a layman's, from like a, so, so a, from a layman's a basic perspective, yeah. perspective. I, I don't want to say yes to this okay. for a very specific reason. Okay, why? So promise of future value is what defines the security. And thus far, these are collectibles, not securities, right? So what mm. I want to what I want to say it's a good distinction. It's it's a really important legal distinction. There's a lot of more regulation that will come, but I, I want to approach it from this angle of like, okay, so like, why would you care? Is, I think, why would question. my mom care? Why Why would anyone care that yeah. I can prove I own this picture? Because here's the thing: the picture, like, like art, is part of this, right? And it's really cool part of this. But it's I'm going to make the argument that it's not the most important part of this. Okay. I'm going to make the argument that board apes are like this. If you had a country club membership, right? right? A really nice one with a bunch of fancy people that were at that country like club. Like a Soho house. Or like either. a Soho house, hey. yeah. And you had a key card to that country club. You would want that key card to look really nice, right? But when you buy your membership to Soho house, you're not like, yeah, I got a nice looking key card. You got a membership to Soho house and right. you happen to get a nice key card, right? Right. And so what you have to see about what these products are doing, like Bored Ape, are a lifestyle brand, similar to Playboy almost in its heyday, right? Mm. Board Ape Yacht Club, if you own one of those apes, that was your ticket to get on a yacht in New York during Ape Fest. A thousand person yacht that they Oh, rented. it actually had yachts involved. They actually had a yacht. I had no idea. They have a nightclub they're opening in Miami, too. It's also like, think about it like this, too. Like, like Soho House membership, right? Like, I just became a member, right? Now, if my Soho House membership was an nft or like that's how it was transacted like they haven't done it yet maybe they will in the future mm -hmm. and then there was a place for me to put that on instagram so that everyone could know that i am actually a legit soho house membership because it's now verified, verified on the blockchain. Like, like a blue check mark like a blue check mark same thing yeah but you know what instagram can come and just take your blue check mark away right but no one can take away my soho house membership if it was an I'm NFT blocking. that got it. Yeah, I mean, someone could, could take it away. They could, they, they they, could take it away from so, me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but if it was an NFT that you owned in your wallet, then yeah, it's in your wallet. It's mine. Like, it's, yeah, so like you can see how like now we're sort of creeping into this utility conversation, right? Which is like what you asked earlier, like in the top of this, which was like, what's the point of these things? It's because we live in such a hyper digital world that we need something to actually verify all this stuff that's true. Like, look, how many times have you seen people like on Instagram that like, oh, I've got a Lamborghini. Well, it's like, did you rent it? Or is it your- Sit in front of it and take yeah, a fake photo? Yeah. Is this yours? Well, hey, look, if it were really yours, okay, and there was a Lamborghini NFT that you basically get when you buy your, your Lamborghini, and now there's a place for to put it on Instagram, you damn well know that people are going to put that on there because now, now it verifies I own this Lamborghini and I have yeah. a Soho House membership. So, so let's put it in the context of things that people already do in the real world without NFTs. Yes. Where an NFT would be better. Like let's say like I went to... Yeezys. Okay, Yeezys. I went to some of the, the 
a most amazing Kanye concerts back right. in the day. Yeah. yeah. And I went there, right? Yeah. But I don't still have the fucking ticket. Right. Yeah. And it was just a little stub from Ticketmaster. Yeah. But if that ticket was a really cool, uniquely designed thing yeah. that said, no, I was there at that. Like people yeah. went to see so, Sinatra. Like, how do you know they really went to see it? They're so, just telling you. Right. But they could prove it with an NFT. So, but yeah. I'm going to make an argument too that it's, it's so much more than that too. Because, like, let's say you're Kanye, right? Yeah. And you could say, you could see who had a ticket. So let's say the ticket was an NFT, right? Yeah. The knowledge of who had attended, it's not just who attended, because like, if you own the NFT, it doesn't mean you went, because maybe someone sent it later, right? Because you can send NFTs to someone else, right? right? But if you're kind of, you can say, look, after the event, everyone still has this NFT in their wallet, right? How do I use that information? What do I do with that? Now I'm going to release special merchandise. Only people who hold the NFT can buy it. Now what's important about that is that- Or albums. Or albums, future mm. utility, right? Now, what's important about that concept is, let's say I went to the event, I got my Kanye NFT, I had my ticket, and you know what? I wanted to sell it to someone who maybe didn't go to the event, couldn't make it, right? I couldn't make it to the event. I'm gonna go buy someone else's NFT. I get the future utility of being in that ecosystem without having to have been there for the concert, but there's these other yeah, transactions. That's because that can the NFT happen. can have future value in terms of access. Future utility. F future utility. Yeah. Like an old Ticketmaster stub of a Kanye concert won't give me shit today, right? <laughs> right, yeah. But if it was an NFT, it might put me in the list to be the first one to get the new Yeezys or yeah. whatever, and right? there's a huge incentive for Kanye to do as much as he can to make that NFT, like, continue to have utility, continue to provide for the people who hold it, because he's rewarding his fan base. Like, you get to participate in the success. And what's, what's huge about this, too, is, like, Traditionally, like let's say you're a consumer of someone's content, you're a fan, you knew about a yeah. band yeah. before they went big, right? right? Cool. <laughs> 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 but let's say you had their original NFT tickets from when they were small, right. and they hook up the homies and provide mm. future, you know, they're giving stuff. So when they get big, there's a good chance that NFT maybe goes up in value, but also that it has greater utility. So you right. knowing and supporting and being part, an active part of their ecosystem builds the value of your NFT. And so what suddenly happened is, oh shit, everyone who is in their audience now has a huge incentive to help build that community, to participate, to bring more people into yeah, it's it. It's like right? if somebody had a first edition, I know it's probably Harry Potter book or whatever, you know, but first, you know, people say, oh, I have the first edition yeah. of that book release, but it doesn't give them anything new afterwards. Yeah. Right. It'd be like if they had the first edition release, they can see the rough draft of a new book, whatever, like some or the yeah. early access or to it. Or have access to Whatever the utility thing. the creator wants to give, yeah. right? Right. So then, so it seems to me like the this is a system that is going to allow things to happen. Kind of like when we went from having no electricity to electricity or no internet to internet. Yeah. Right? Like, it's nice that we have the internet. People do a lot of crazy bad shit on the internet. People also yeah. do a lot of good shit on the internet. It doesn't yeah. mean yeah. the internet's bad. Right. Internet's a tool. Yeah. People can use it. So it sounds like like NFT is an amazing new tool. That's a it, it's and a people might be confusing the fact that like, oh, somebody stabbed me with a hammer, so hammers are bad. It's like, yeah, you can build a table with that hammer yeah. too. So people might be conflating like a like a somebody who shysted them on an NFT project and think that NFT technologies is a problem. But right. really the technology is great. Yeah. It's the that person's well, one project that might have been bullshit I mean, or whatever. So yes, but we, we, we must acknowledge when talking about NFTs and, and crypto and blockchain yeah. that there is a thing in this space that because we have this thing where it's really hard for governments to kind of take down projects, it's right. like there's a lot of anonymity in the space very often, right? And so we call them rug pulls. Like there's a lot of bad actors in the space and it's something you should acknowledge. Anyone who wants to get into this space 
do some homework, learn about it, because there are people, there's very, very sophisticated people who prey on people who don't know what they're doing. There's great stuff going on. There's amazing stuff going on in this space, but part of entering this space is looking, understanding, and having people who you really trust help guide you, because it's not rocket science to avoid those you know, bad products, those people who are just looking to, you know, they'll make a bunch of promises, it'll do this, that, and this, and right. they'll just run off with the money. Like, that is a, that is a function of the space, and it's actually, like, a very integral part of the space because of how this technology works, right? So I think it's just really important that I don't want to just talk, I mean, again, yeah. NFT tech, I work in NFTs, like, NFT yeah. technology is great. However, there is this dark side to it that we really do need to acknowledge and talk about. So, and I, okay, so <clears throat> I'm a little bit older, right? And so, like, I was around before the internet came out. So, like, when the internet came out, right, and there was dial-up, my parents told me straight up, never, never buy anything on the internet. You are not, like, you, if you put your credit card on the internet, like, you will, you're going to, like, go broke. Like, everyone, like right. everyone's going to steal your money. Like, you are going to be done. So, like, think about, like, that. Like, it was a new technology. There were bad actors, right? People were doing scams on Internet 1.0. Mm -hmm. And so people for a long time were very scared about buying stuff on the Internet and sharing financial information on the Internet. Now, like, think about, like, where we are now, right? Like, yeah. everybody uses Amazon. They're buying stuff. They're Uber Eats. Like, right. it's like, imagine not buying stuff on the Internet. Like, I don't even know where you would buy stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like, you can a see. A store? <laughs> yeah. <dinosaur>. Like, what? <laughs> so, like, you think about it. And it's like, okay, well, we've gone through this evolutionary, this evolution once, right? right? And so I think that's why there's a lot of excitement around NFT technology in general is yeah. because we've already gone through these waves and the history repeats itself. So we're looking at this again going like, hey, like, wow, we're following the same tracks. Like, there are bad actors. You, you, same thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to evolve, though, in time. And so I think that's another really exciting thing about it, which is that if you understand the technology, this is kind of like a new gold rush, right? It's like, hey, like, there's this new thing. You can do all this new stuff. And if you're an entrepreneur and you have some good ideas, like, you could use this new technology to go do some cool new stuff. Yeah. And, and, and so, so, let's, so let's break it down between consumer and creator, right? Because there, there's the two parts of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, so let's talk about from the consumer standpoint. Mm -hmm. Why would somebody want to start buying NFTs just as a pure consumer, like if they have no idea, if, if they're still like, okay, so right now is it going to be more so, it sounds to me like it would be to join a fan club of somebody that they're already a fan of who now is launching utility. Like if somebody yeah. loves Steve Aoki and he's doing NFTs, they would want to do it because they're fans of him, right? Like that would be maybe a reason to go in. Another reason might be to make, is buying to make money a primary reason? And the answer is yes. Like a lot of people are in this. Like it is impossible to ignore what's gone on in the space. It's I want I, I want to say unprecedented, but it's it's pretty intense in terms of like if you look at for example board apes minted at like you know a couple hundred bucks and now they're a couple hundred thousand bucks, right? Like so this is like, a crazy in like. So let's just stop right months. there. So that means that if somebody was was studying the game and bought a board ape what, last year for a couple hundred bucks, yeah. they would now be sitting on a couple hundred thousand that they could, if they wanted to, transfer that right over to their Chase account and then buy a house. Like, yeah. yeah. So, or a Lamborghini. And, whatever. So not only like, that, whatever. So, so you have your ape. The ape itself went from like, I think they're, they're, they're right around 107 ETH right now and ETH is like 3,500 bucks. So um, they're, they're around like 350 grand a pop, the ape itself. If you held that ape, you got um, airdropped is what they call it, but it's basically if you have a list of everyone who owns an NFT, you can send them another NFT on top of it. A lot of products do this to sort of build out. Like if you have, let's say, there's there's originally 10,000 apes, right? Right. 
as the community grew, you want to have more than 10,000 people in the community, right? right? So what they'll do is they'll release like a second tier thing or a third tier thing to continue. Second edition release. Exactly, you know. right? And it, it, people originally were like, oh, this will dilute it, but really it actually built up the brands a lot because now there's different entry points. So somebody's stopping right here and they're like, well, what the fuck's the value of a fucking Ape JPEG? Well, what's the value of the Mona Lisa? Well, Just a picture of some old, like, like it's like, what's the value of, of any art, but, right? But, but, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to imagine the shit talkers I, right now. I'm right, imagining so, so, somebody <laughs> already being like, why the fuck do I care? Well, why would you buy, what's the utility of gold? Do you use gold to cut your food? Like, it's if the shit's valuable and it can go up, it's valuable. Well, but it's, it's, it's I think, closest yeah. to, like, a Gucci, a Supreme, yeah. an Off-White. Dolce like, & Gabbana. Yeah. Like, like, that's what it's closer it's to. It's a belt, you know, but you paid two grand for it. <laughs> you know, like, right. Like, like, again, yeah, it's a flex point. on the internet. Like, the, like, like, like. It's very hard to rationalize. Like we talked about, okay, so there's there's the the yacht, there's the nightclub, but like it's very hard to rationalize three hundred and like fifty thousand dollars to go on a yacht. Like that doesn't make it. Like that's that's yeah, not yeah. what's going on here, right? Like it's part of it, but like let's talk about some of the other stuff that happened. So they sent like the mutant apes. So uh, sorry, first they sent the dogs. Everyone got a, a board ape. Uh, sorry, board ape kennel club is what they called it. Then they sent every ape holder also got a mutant ape. And then recently they've released Ape Coin, and every holder got proportionate to how much they hold these other coins. So you have got other things that got sent to you because you held the original one, right? right? And so as this project grew and grew and grew, you got kind of rewarded for being part of it and continuing to be part of it. So that's, that's a really big thing in the space. And I think this was the mechanism, too, because the early days of the Ape. So I got my Ape at 2.8 ETH, like back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember what was going on then. It was, it, it's much different than it was now. It was like... All these people, it was like ten, you know, ten thousand, it was you know, five thousand, four thousand holders, and everyone was like, "Oh, like who can we bring in to get one? Like who's the coolest person?" And they got, and they, you know, I remember when um, some some rappers started getting them, and you know, they started posting. They had, oh, now we're we're at this level of, yeah. of, of the like the, the the country club has gotten to like this level, right? <laughs> and then like you know, and, and this is how specifically the apes grew, but it grew into a, a brand. Then they started selling merchandise, right? And the merchandise started reselling well, and it became its own. Like they were launching a brand. Right? Yeah. And, and here's the really cool thing about what the apes did is when you own a board ape, you actually own the IP rights to that ape for the period of time you hold it. So you intellectual sell. property rights. So you can make derivatives. So you can make a shirt, put your ape on it. You can make a brand. Oh. Right? Now, is that specific to the Bored Apes project or every NFT? So this is a thing that a lot of NFTs have because off of the success of the Bored Apes, there's been other. So Cool Cats also have this. Um, so that means that, like, but you not know, everything like, has like this. I'm this not legally a, allowed to make a Nike shirt. And sell it at stores because right. I don't have a licensing deal with Nike or right. Disney right. or whatever, right? But if I own this board ape NFT, I can make a hoodie with it all day and slung it. Well, so but here's the crazy thing too, right? So so we're gonna go so yes, but we're gonna go a level higher, right? Okay. So like check this out, which is that so let's say I say, okay, cool, look at all these people who have apes, and by the way, like who holds a like fifty, hundred thousand dollar JPEG on the internet? Like <laughs> kind of an interesting set of people. Right. That's a whole separate conversation. But like, right. like okay, so there's a big community, it's in the, the the sort of zeitgeist of the world right now. Like people are people are talking about them, right? Yeah. Like I as a brand wanna wanna involve myself in that. What do I do? Maybe I go buy ten apes and I make a Netflix show about it, right? Maybe I go buy seven apes and then those seven apes I put on clothing. Um, Adidas bought an ape, right? Adidas bought an ape and then made their own merchandise with their ape, right? They made their own NFT with their ape, right? Like, this is how they entered the space. You saw Nike, so another, like, type like, of Because, like, if Nike wants to sign Michael Jordan, he has to say, yes, you can use my likeness on these shoes. Right. But if they just buy this NFT, then they 
then they already have the yeah, rights. They can, they can yeah. do, they can do whatever they want with this. And so we've also seen individuals build the brand of their single asset on the internet, right? So like I use a cool cat as my profile picture. That's my cool cat. Like my brand, I tie to that cool cat. Right. That's who I am on the internet, right? You and are a like, cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is who I am. And like, and like it's just cool to see how, because I mean, the truth is you ask like why, why we're so early in this. This has been, this, this technology has been sort of like, I mean, it's been around the punks were the big, big first product, the crypto punks, but like yeah. that was about four years ago, but this really picked up like 12 months ago. Like we're so early in this. The question, what's clear is like people behave in really cool ways around this technology. The question is like, like what do we do? Like how do we do, what's the coolest thing we can do? And, and, and every day people are coming out with new different ways of approaching it, right? Like same thing with the internet. Like think about internet 1.0. It's like, what's a new cool thing we're gonna do this? A dating app, that'll never work. Who's gonna meet someone on the internet through the like, you know, who's gonna date someone that they met on the internet or get picked up in a car by a stranger? Yeah, just hop in the back of through a random the internet. camera. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, or buy random products, right? <laughs> that like through your credit card, like that would seem yeah. so mysterious. Like 1.0, yeah, internet uh, 1.0. Yeah, it's evolved. So there's always gonna be a, a level of skepticism, and I, I really, I think people need to separate the skepticism of a project versus the technology. Yeah, that's yeah. a good place. Yeah, because. And Spencer said it, and he's really like driven home. It's like, look, there are bad actors out there, right? Like, I actually, when I first got into the space, like, you were like, way more advanced. Like, I learned a lot from Spencer, but like, when I first came into the space, there was this like total rug pull project, and I had no clue what was going on. They're like, join my Discord. I didn't even know what Discord was. And I was like, all right, tight. Like, got into it, and I was like, oh, this looks like there's a lot of people in here. You know what I mean? Like, I was falling for all the bait, basically, that, like, yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be big. You know, oh, like, because I was doing this thing, like, like kind. Oh, it's a animal. This is an animal. That has lasers coming out of its eyes. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, I'm going to be I'm gonna be rich, dude. <laughs> and then I actually couldn't figure out the functionality of how to connect my wallet, so I couldn't buy it. Um. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, but, but this is such a common story. But this is, that's, that's, yeah, because that was my first here's, and This is where, yeah, like... Yeah, I haven't set up my wallet yet. I, I own some crypto, but I don't own any NFTs. Like, my metal wallet. You should wallet. do it meta. just through the experience of owning something on the internet. Yeah. It, it's a weird emotional experience that once you do it, you'll totally get it. Like the like the first thing that you own on the internet, you're like, that's mine. And it's digital. It clicks. It all clicks. Yeah. Well, I, But here's the thing. Yeah. It's like, like the concept of owning stuff on the internet is not new. Right? Like domain names. Have you guys seen how much, you know, yeah, domain I, yeah, names I own some URLs. Yeah. You, own, yeah. you own some URLs, right? <laughs> yeah. Like why do you own URLs? They're assets, the things that can make money. Would with. you want to have like I've uh, sold actually a couple of them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? so why so NFTs are confusing? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Digital ownership, right? But here's the thing is like with URLs, there's like an organization like, like go DNS. No, DNS just like exists. Oh, yeah. There's like a group and like like it's such a pain. Like if you ever have someone who's squatting on your domain trying to get it from them, like you have to go do that. Like yeah. th there's all these things. I mean, look, like digital ownership is not new. Um, and, but I, I think what's, what's, what's really interesting here too is like, kind of going back to your story. Mm -hmm. So like the, the, the world of creators and the world of NFTs are like obviously converging, right? Cause everyone looked at this and they said, oh my goodness, there's all these things going on. People were making a lot of money with these. Like we mm -hmm. just need more people to hear about it. Who do we go to, to be the megaphone, to be the brand, to promote this new thing we're doing, right? Yeah. Creators, obviously. Like that's where people have gone. That's, it's, it's Blue check marks. And when you look on like in this space, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's tech people, right? And tech people know that like creator verse is like the cutting edge of digital marketing, right? Yeah, and of culture. And yeah. unfortunately, 
a lot and a, and a lot of well, so the good thing and a lot of creators were like, oh, how do I learn about this? Is this going on? Maybe I don't know. So how do I learn, right? And so yeah. this is where again, it's really unfortunate. There's bad actors, but bad actors can come and make really convincing arguments to go in, and they come with lots of money because guess what? Being a bad actor in the space can be very profitable. So they, you know, if you're going to go sell a rug pull fake project, you're going to make you know two million bucks selling it, and and that would be like the equivalent of launching a Kickstarter. And just raising like it. a million bucks for a movie and like never making a movie and never yeah. sending people their t-shirts. It's right. like that. Yeah. Like that's like the kind of because that can happen. Doesn't mean Kickstarter isn't real. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that Kickstarter is a sham. It means that that person with that account on Kickstarter is a sham. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's what a rug pull is on NFTs. And, and exactly yeah. what Nick was saying earlier of like they'll they're they're smart. Like the people who do this are really really and it's so unfortunate. But like this is where the smartest bad acting marketing people are in this space. So how do regular people, what are like some of the basic things to watch out for? Like somebody's like, okay, cool. You know what, Spencer, I'm convinced. I'm gonna buy an NFT. So like, like where do I look up how to not get fucked basically? I'm not like the NFT police, but I'm just gonna like say like exactly the things that like I, cause like I'm way newer in the space than Spencer is, yeah. right? And so like the thing that I wanted to see is just as a regular human, I was like, I wanna see another regular human. Like I need to see like your face and I need to be able to go to your Facebook and your Twitter and like to make sure that you're a real person. Yeah. That was number one. Cause I was like, dude, if it's just like a, you know, if your profile picture is like just the project profile picture. Yeah. And like I like, dude, you could be doing this like It could be anybody. It could, anywhere. You could be doing this internationally and like I don't know who you are. Like, dude, what what is this? Yeah. And so that that was the first thing for me. I was like, dude, I gotta know this is a real, real human. Absolutely. okay. So that meaning meaning hey i want to buy this random nft let me make sure the person who made it actually has an instagram that looks legit not like yeah a bot. and like some of these projects are like gated by that because that's like kind of like part of the whole culture is that like you can't see who they are but at the same time like i just needed to know that it was like more legit is there somebody with a youtube video that says here's a top five mistakes for nfts is there like a place so that you trust that here's like, here's the challenge with all this yeah. is people continue to make those sort of tutorials of right. like Here's how you spot fake projects. And guess who's the first person to watch that tutorial? The person making the fake project. <laughs> yeah. And now they're like, oh, well, now if I don't do these things, you're going to not know it's fake, right? Yeah, so they'll just make like a, a real picture. So like, like this is a, a moving target, right? Like, and, and we were seeing this, like we've seen rug pulls from blue checkmarked accounts, right? Wow. We've seen rug pulls promoted by the picture. And like Twitter's verified them. Like, like it, this is hard, hard to tell. There's a couple of different types of like projects and there's different reasons to come into the space. Yeah. I would say... If you're coming in the space just looking for financial gain, like oftentimes you really want to come in with someone who's been in the space for a while, who you really trust and know in person, who can help guide you, and like sit on your hands and wait, and like do some mental math. Look, don't like, put all your savings in an NFT well, if you don't know shit. Don't put all your <laughs> savings in your NFT anyway. This is a right. hugely volatile asset class, and there's also a chance that the SEC comes out tomorrow and screws everyone. They said everything's security. We're all like, like, like understanding that this is the highest risk asset you could possibly be putting money into. Right? Got you it. should never be putting money into this that you can't afford to lose. Right. Think of this like really early stage tech investing, where you're tossing in to someone who gives you an idea on a napkin. It like, might be Google. It might be Enron. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. In, even Enron's way better than most of the stuff. They had profit hired somewhere. Anyway, but like, 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 I would say be very patient when you come into the space and like tr pretend that you would have minted that. Pretend you would have bought that and then see and then feel what it would have felt like emotionally before you even go in and do it. Right. I think a much better reason to enter the space is if you have a creator, if you have someone 
or, or a brand or something that you really like that you've seen, right? And yeah. you say, okay, I want the utility that they're providing with this. Like, I'm going to go and buy that because I want the thing, and then that's going to be my way to enter and learn about the space, right? right? Like, go, and, and, and so much of it is going to be just, like, learning. Like, you're here to, like, I remember when I entered the space. I, at the time, again, spent 2.8 ETH. This was my first NFT I bought. It was a board eight. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, that was a great idea. Like that was a great purchase because they're 170 now, right? right from like at six grand time, to like six figures. I spent five grand on a picture of a monkey on the internet, and I was like, <laughs> I am the biggest fool of all time. But I want to learn what this is all about because I don't get it, and I wanted yeah. to learn. That was for me. I'm I'm in a place in my life for like five grand. I had essentially written that off. I was like, this is less than the cost of a college class. Right. This is going to be my learning opportunity, right? Okay. Like I think that's a way to approach it. I would also say this: a lot of like be much more hesitant for new projects. Look for projects that have been in the space, that have been executing, that are known. And, but it's challenging because the ones that are in the space that have been known, that are doing well, like Bored Apes, like Cool Cats, like Clonex, like these other projects, like they're pretty expensive, right? Like yeah, the floor really of, of all the projects, the cheapest product I mentioned right just now was Cool Cats. And I think that's a nine ETH floor. ETH is at 3,500 US dollars. Like, like that's a 30 grand. pretty expensive thing to start off with. Right? So it sounds like in this early stages of it, most people should be approaching it from like an educational standpoint. Yeah. Like, like you said for me, right? I should just get my, my, my wallet set up and just buy whatever. Yeah. J just just so, get one for like a $100 NFT just to like, yeah. hey. Just to learn. Just to yep. see the experience of it. Yeah. So, to go from not knowing what the fuck it is yep. to having a wallet to having at least something yeah. to be like, okay, I'm like I'm online, right? Yeah. Like you're in the game. And, and so this is a big thing too that we've been working. So uh, to just segue a little bit into our what we've been working on, yeah. I think, because I think it, it ties into this too of like, we thought a lot about exactly this question because we thought, okay, Nick, you know, has a, has a big following on social media. We're, we're, we're talking to a lot of people, you know, even yeah. listeners of your podcast, right? Right. Like, like, we want to do something that allows them to enter the space, but, like, doesn't feel super risky and, like, lets them learn alongside with us. So right. our NFT project Elements is a ticket to a live event. That's the, that's the base utility of it. Okay. It's so much more than that, but if you're having trouble grasping it, it's at least that. So we're going to do a big live event, and maybe, Nick, you'll talk to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we're going to do one event, then the holders, as I explained, the Kanye example, right? right. Like, then we're going to do more utility around holding the ticket to the original event and continue to grow that way, right? Got it. We're really committed to, like, doing this and having people grow along with us. But, like, you don't have to understand NFTs to understand that, like, Buying the original one is a ticket to the event if you want to go to the event. Right. Which otherwise you would just buy on Ticketmaster and get a QR code or an email PDF that's clunky. In this case, you have it's in your wallet. Yeah. And it has future utility. And right? so like right. step one. It gets me there. Yeah. Plus more. Yes. Plus more, right? Yep. And, and that more is defined by you, the creator of that project. Exactly. exactly. So I want to take this like this is a great like um Part in this conversation to explain like where I was so bullish on learning about NFTs is that I felt like I did a really good job about like being in entertainment now for 12 years. I've done a really good job about seeing the trends and getting ahead just enough. Like I wasn't like I didn't hold an ape, right? Like I wasn't like way ahead on everything, but like I saw YouTube coming, right? Yeah. Like I knew that YouTube was gonna be bigger than, at least opportunity-wise, for artists than TV was gonna be. Because I saw that TV was gonna shrink and that the like YouTube, like yeah. digital was going to open up. There's going to be more slots for more individual creators and that the, and YouTube would be the new cable television. And I was so right. 
And then I saw like TikTok coming around and I went, whoa, there's this thing that's vertical video. We all hold our phones like this yeah. and it scrolls and the functionality is perfect and it's a shorter time frame. I right. was like, this is gonna be fire. And I like, I super threw in on TikTok. So when NFT, once I started learning about the technology of it, I was like, do other creators know about this? Because yeah. I was like, this is gonna be the thing. Because right now we're in a, we're in a new state, right? Where it's like, I felt like, I feel like exactly emotionally, like when I was telling people about TikTok, I was like, you gotta get on TikTok. You gotta get people were like, nah, dude, I don't do dances. And I was like, no, 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 you've missed it. Like that was, that was the other app. Like now it's a new, and uh, people were like, dude, you're, you're like, you're crazy. Like, you're like, just calm down. I'm like, no, 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 like this is gonna be the thing. And like, I was right. I was right. I was right. I was right. And, and like, I got over 7 million followers. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I feel like because I know rationality wise, this technology allows to do these things that we were talking about. If you're a creative person and you're in the creator verse and you already have a following, literally NFT technology is like so perfect for you. It is a live like Patreon, it's a live version of that. And I don't mean live as in like it's like live. the next evolution of it. It's the next evolution of it, which is why, why it's you know it's referred to as Web three. This is Web three This is the evolution of Web. Web two is social media. Web one is where people were trying to scam you on you know don't buy stuff on the internet. Yeah. And then <laughs> so like we are now here in Web three, and it is literally perfect for creators. And so yeah. that's like how like a lot of the motivation for this project too was like I was like yo we got to get we got to get in but also do we got to get in we have to educate people along the way and be a good example like we have to be such a great example that other people are like yo it's like when they did that project like <laughs> it's so legit and like it's so fun and like oh it's an NFT project too and so that people realize that it's like not about like buy this jpeg you know you're going to get rich that's an, that's an aspect of it, perhaps, maybe. Right. But there's this whole other world that we want to crack open for creators. Yeah. And, and this was too, like, when I when I first met Nick, like, because I had no intentions at the time of, of doing a project. Like, I, I, I invest in projects. This is what I do professionally. I'm a venture capital investor, run Angel Syndicate. Um, for but, those who don't understand, what does that mean? So, so what I do is I invest in really early stage tech companies. So I, I'm a partner at a fund in Chicago called Lofty Ventures. Okay. We do super early stage tech investing. We have a, uh, we'll be the first check for people back of napkin. Um, we have a really big focus on funding um, underfunded communities. So 70% of our portfolio is female or minority founded businesses. That's awesome. Um, a lot of them are in Chicago, but we kind of go all over. Um, and one of the reasons that I entered this this space originally um, NFTs and why I was like, okay, I'm going to pay my five thousand dollar college course that I'm probably going to lose, <laughs> yeah. was because I saw this sort of same thought process going on in a lot of the tech companies we're investing in. Of like, how do we as a company, are we are we going to do something with this technology? Does this open doors? Like, how do we go into this space? And um, you know, as someone who invests in those companies, I wanted to have a better answer. I wanted to be able to talk to them intelligently. And then I, I saw also, like, I wanted to be able to make investments into the space yeah. in the founders. And like, we always invest founder first. And I think that's a big thing that I look at at NFT projects is like, who are the founders? What are they doing? Like, like founder first investment. Um, but so anyway, so I come from this world and I, and I remember I was, so we met at Art Basel. Yeah, and I never even finished that story, finished by the story. way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, when, I, when I met Nick, he was talking and, you know, he was like, I want to do this right. Like, help me do this right. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'll help you, but there's like, there's one really big condition, or there's a couple of big conditions. Yeah. One of the really big ones, we, like, like, the most profitable, and this is the unfortunate truth, right? The most profitable thing you can do in this space is be a bad actor. That is right. right and that's, this is a huge issue. It's why a lot of people kind of fall into it by accident because they look and they say, 
NFTs, money, 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 money. People are making so much money. I want to go make money, right? right? And if you go with that approach, you very quickly end up doing things that is, I am taking money from my audience. I am just like, here, thank you, in my pocket, run away. Like right? stealing a Kickstarter founder or whatever. Yeah, yeah or like, yeah. here's a bunch of pictures, like, nice, like, buy. Like, I'm not really building a product around it. Like, and, right. And like, that's the worst. That sucks. Because what the, the, the most upsetting part about that is, like, all those people, that might have been their first entrance into the space. And now that's the taste that's left in their mouths. Yeah, so now so it's like, tainting their experience with NFTs in general. Yeah. Now they're like, oh my goodness. And this is why I think a lot of people have a really negative impression, and, and deservedly so, yeah. because of how a lot of the space has treated them. So I said, we have to always, if the, if we, whenever we face a trade-off that is going to be between like making more money or doing right by the community, we have to always do right by the community and like just leave the money on the table. Like that mm. like has to be the case. And Nick was like, of course. And I was like, and the other thing is like, you ha we have to be thinking and and you have to be thinking, but like we have to be thinking on like a five to ten year time horizon, right. where like we are building something that is going to continue to happen regardless of the market conditions. Because this is the other thing: like crypto is very volatile. It goes up a lot. It goes down a lot. On like January first, the price of Ethereum went from forty eight hundred dollars to two thousand dollars. <laughs> Imagine right? the dollar going to be like, oh, this is worth a dollar. Now it's worth fifty cents. Yeah. And so like. That's so that, that's, that's a hard set. Like crypto just does this. This is like a, a part of crypto, right? Right. And so like, like, in the course of building this product, like probably the value of the asset we create will go up and down, and we just have to keep building around it, regardless of what that happens, right? Like it, it can't be like, oh, it went down. You eh. have to believe like in the value done. that you're creating for your community. Correct. Right. Exactly. The utility that you're providing, because if you keep doing that, there should be a continuous flow of value back and forth. And this is a. Perfect match for creators because like think yeah. about this like you spend your whole career building this like this audience right right and then you you do branded content against that audience you know you treat them right like you don't just like throw in like nasty branded content that you know they're not gonna like or whatever right but, like you you create content too that they're gonna like you've built this relationship over years like what are you gonna do like throw them a bunch of JPEGs and then take their money and then say peace like dude yeah. that would be the worst thing ever for your community so that's why I think the the creator overlap. The creators then can, creators care about community. Yes, and that's yeah. exactly why I think the the creator NFT um, marriage is going to do really really well in the future. Well, and yeah, and I think this is also a good opportunity too to talk about like, like when we were talking about this like so Nick your biggest sort of TikTok success was yeah. uh, I'll, 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 I'll you know please do please do share your your so so Nick created the most watched video of 2019 on TikTok which is 266. Million views. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, Billy. So, uh, yeah. So, so for reference, there are 330 million people in the United States. That's two-thirds of America. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's him Incredible, doing this bro. science experiment called Elephant Toothpaste in David Dover's backyard. Yeah. And so, like, Nick, do you want to talk about kind of what this product yeah. is? Because yeah. I think that was what signaled it to me, too, was, like, you were, like... So, like, here... And I'll explain, too, like, the, so what happened, like, when... Okay, so I met him at Basel, right? And I was like, hey, I, I have this offer for this other thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, should I do this? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know anything about the space, and I don't want to come into something that I don't know, right? right. I'm not trying to do something and, 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 like, expose my audience to something that I literally... I don't even know anything about, right? Right. So I explained the project for, like, what was this offer for this other NFT thing, and <laughs> Spencer was like, dude, whatever you do, just do not do that. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, all right, bro, it's a deal. But then 
if if that's the case, then like, what should I do? You know what I mean? Like, and then this then spawned this conversation, which was completely impromptu. Because like, literally, my expectation going into this conversation with Spencer was like, okay, well, here's how you're going to want to do it. You're going to want to do this, this, and this, and this, and then like, you're going to take their money, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be great. great. And then no, he like literally like st- like deflated my my <laughs> balloon immediately, and I was like, shit, this is going to be so much more work. But then I realized that by doing that real work, I'd actually be building real value. So I was like, oh, like there's actually a power play here. It's not about like, you know, partnering up with whatever company and buy these JPEGs and, you know, throw my name on it. It was like, we're actually going to develop a real thing. So I was like, okay, cool. So this is taking way more time than what I thought it was going to take. Yeah. Because in my mind, I thought I was going to do it just like another branded content thing, you know, like, right. you know, spend a month on it or whatever and, you know, create some really great content, put the brand in front and boom, boom, bam, move on to the next. No. Dude, this thing started in December. So like we're almost to April and like we just are at the beginning stages. So yeah, we're finally able to talk about it. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> able to talk about it now, right? So like here's the premise of this thing, right? So the idea was this, and there's there's a, a problem and a solution, right? So one of my biggest problems as a creator is, is that I never felt like I fully got to connect and engage with my audience. So like, mm. I feel like in a way, like when I create content, I am taking a little bit of a stab in the dark, right? Like I know generally speaking, like what they want, but I don't know exactly what they want. Right. So I'm kind of like going to a restaurant and like you sit down and like the waiter comes over and they're like, I bet you want you know, I'm just going to surprise you. And you come out and you just give him spaghetti, right? Right. He's like, ah, oh, actually, I was like, I was like, really wanted a steak. And you're like, well, too bad. That's yeah. all you know. I don't even eat spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was, be like, well, I got you steak. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of like Web 2.0. Like, that's YouTube in a nutshell. You're just like constantly guessing. <laughs> you're like, well, I bet you'd like this. And they're like, actually, I don't. But you already spent all that effort. You cooked all the food, right? Mm. And so it's kind of like wasteful, actually. So I thought like there's got to be a better mechanism here, right? Right. So then this idea of the NFT project being like, all right, like how do I like connect with the audience in a way that will allow me then to pick the right things like every single time? Right. So one of the aspects then of this particular NFT project is like we already have this like master list of ideas and concepts, but I wanted the community, the people that were the most invested into our content to be able to like upvote them like how you do on Reddit. Like right. you literally get to upload the concepts to tell me, hey, what do you want us to order next? Because then also too, just like really dorkily stuff here, algorithmically speaking, this is amazing because it'll actually make the content do really well because you have 10,000 roughly people that are like super aping in on this one concept. Yeah. So, and, and have a vested interest in it. Yeah. Well, right. Because this is the whole thing too, right? With with Web3, like why, as, as someone who holds one of the elements NFTs, like why would you go vote on future content? Well, as that content does better and better and as the channel grows, like you participate in that growth as well. Yeah. Right? Like this is this is kind of the big bridge that the big wall that got knocked down, the fourth wall of creator verse was like, you could love this found this this creator and you could buy their merch. That's a way to support them. But right. you're just like, give here, here's money. Like I'm just giving you money, right? Like that's the only way. Like Patreon, like here, like I'm just, but like, but like in this world, like you have a thing that become like becomes more useful yeah. as the product grows and as you yeah. vote for smarter and smarter things, so like your voice matters and you want to go contribute because you're contributing to the success of the of the thing you're involved with. Right? Think about yeah. community creation versus like it's the creator and the creator. Like, like the creator is kind of like leading the charge, but it's now community creation. Well, even for people that are heavy in leading the charge, um, I'll bring this example again. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Kanye's last two albums, he has a new release strategy where he puts out a premiere of a rough draft of an album. Oh. He rented out an entire stadium 
play the rough draft of down to one. No, he didn't tell us that. He didn't say hey, it's the rough draft. He played it, and there were like unfinished songs with like lyrics just mumbled in, like, <laughs> and people were like, what? And like a week later, he had another premiere, and the songs were a little better. And, and they're like, things were changing. And it wasn't an NFT, but I'm saying even from the, from just people that are just creating without NFTs, that needed to want to have the audience involved. Yes. People were voting on Reddit, like, hey, no, we like that version better with The Weeknd. And, yeah. and they were like tweaking songs. And they yeah. were like, so now the final version of his yeah. album had the audience involvement. People yeah. were there to see the process of it. And that's without even owning it. Imagine if you could own a piece of that original album and like get yeah. to actually your, upvote. Your participation you know? is ownership in that. Yeah. And so like that's like a very like it's a really good example. That's like the clunky ass like web 2.0 version. Right. Imagine it's just more curated and it's just more like served up, right? So it's like the function so it's of it's connected all the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's just and more and, efficient. Yeah. And Nick, too, do you want to talk about so we mentioned there's a live event, we mentioned there's this upvoting, but but like what is the bit I mean, yeah. so like we so, should like, probably touch on this. Yeah for sure. <laughs> this is like this is the thing that's really driving it, right? So we got to this thing. It was like, okay, all these functions are really cool and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's like, how do we really get this, get this thing out there, right? So it was like, we we're thinking about all these different mechanisms, and I was like, dude, well, what's the one thing that like I like slam dunked? It's like, oh, this one video, which is this like you know this elephant toothpaste experiment that we did with David Dobrik. It was crazy viral. Yeah. And and the thing that I what happens the most when I show that video to people, people say like a couple things. One, how'd you clean it up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'll get into it at a whole different time. But number two is like, oh my gosh, like that'd be so cool. When you do it, can I, like can I be a part of it next time? And then people were telling me it's like in real life. Like, yeah. hey, when you do that, like, can I come to the next one? Yeah. And, like, I never, ever, ever thought of these experiments like... Like oh, a live event. Like live events. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, dude, you could just show up. And then I started thinking about that, and I was like... Because actually, well, I would want to come, too. Yes! That sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to lie. Yeah. And when you're talking about, like, here, you're talking about people, like, like you're like, probably talking about, like, other influencers, other yeah. people who... Because so one of the things that's, I think, cool about your content yeah. is... Science is really good for collaboration. Right? Yes. You get to work with a lot. You've worked with Jason Derulo. You've worked with yeah. you know, all, all these big, big names, right? But it's because like science brings people together because yeah. there's this little kid in everyone that kind of loves <laughs> science, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so show me the thing, blow it up. And so when it started, we were like, okay, well maybe we'll do something where we get a bunch of creators together. Yeah. But then we were like, well. This is all about community and <laughs> yeah. the audience. So like, so let's just get the community together. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do we do that? Yeah. Like, why? Like, why are we so focused on like bringing like? Because this is like this is a th normal thought process, right? You're like, I want this project to be big. Well, how do I do that? I, I collect a bunch of creators, right? I get a bunch of people with big followings to be in my project. Exactly. Right? That's and, like, and that's that's like always how people think, right? And it's like that's a good way of thinking because that does work, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like the whole point of this thing is actually to bring together the people that are most invested into it, the the community of these right. new people that hold these NFTs, right? right. So they were like. Well, hey, let's let's do that big event, but then let's literally invite them. So if you're a holder of this NFT, you get to come to the next world's largest elephant toothpaste experiment. Like right. in real life, like you get to be there and experience it. Which can, by itself is is a gift. I would yeah. get that even if it wasn't an NFT. But because it is an NFT, now it's not just a ticket. It's a ticket plus utility. Oh, and and yes, and, and access. And here's the thing too, right? Not only do you get, value. get to be there, but like. You get to shoot your own version of it. That's too. the thing, yeah. Like, like whip out your yeah. phone, take your own video, and post yeah. it to TikTok. And, and here's the thing too: Ooh. when everyone does that, then other people see that. And then, what is this? What is this? How do I get? How do I go to the next experiment that you do? Well, guess what? The NFTs that brought you to the original event also get at you access to right. the second one. The next and experiment. The, how big is the second one? Because then, well, like, if I, if I got to does. go to that event and I filmed it and put it on my TikTok, then I would get. 
I'd be like, oh, that'd be good for me yeah. if I got the footage of that. Yeah. So it's like I could go attend it. I could go do something yes. with it. Got it. And go so to then, the next one. Yeah, and it's kind of like what we talked about way earlier, right? It's like you own the rights to that. It's like we're not borrowing the, the people that like are holders to it to filming it. It's theirs now, right? Like yeah. they were a part of this experience. They got us here. It's a community. It's a giant community science experiment. It's like instead of having somebody with a million followers, it's like having like a million people. You know what I mean? Like, like a hundred. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people yeah. giving you the same idea, right? Like you said, uh, from a strategic point as a creator, sometimes you want to bring another celebrity on the project. But now the celebrity is your fans. Yeah. The fan base, the community. Yeah, yeah. And how engaged they are and how invested they are in promoting it. Because if you get a bunch of people all promoting your stuff, it's the equivalent to having one Right. One big person, maybe even more. Right? Well, and, and thinking about it from this perspective too, it's like it's a way for like as 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 someone who's like interested in TikTok or you know, tons of people are doing it, but like very few people have the ability have the have the great fortune to be able to have the production budget to do something this big and cool, right? Right. So like most people are gated by that, and that's like really unfortunate. But we're saying like, hey, if you can if you can make it here, like you like you have our budget essentially to do this, and literally you have our budget as the community because you're going to vote on what we do next. So, because this is what we were talking about earlier, right? So it's like as you, when you're a holder, okay. So you get to you get to see this big giant crazy experiment, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you hold that NFT like past that next one, you get to upvote what the next experiment is, or sell it, or sell it. You could sell it because it can go up in value. It That's not the primary maybe, reason to get it. Maybe it could go up. Maybe it couldn't. We can't say anything. We about can't it. say about promise that. of future value is the definition of security. Ga gotcha. Yeah. Right. You can't promise that. But I mean, stepping back, like. You know, you buy a board ape, it goes up, it could go down, right? Right. Buying the element thing, it could go up, could go down. That's not, you don't buy it as a primary reason. The primary reason is the utility. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, we don't really care why you buy it, to be honest with you, but we are, our goal is, is that you buy it so that you can participate in this community. Cause like, we want you to have like the most eagerness to upvote the best concept like we want you to be like the super fan so as a creator you want more engaged people yeah and and yeah let's bring this back to to like why okay so like all of the everything we just talked about like you mentioned kanye does some version of this right with like reddit and all like, like you can do like and so i think it's really important like web 3 is not just about like what literally could you do right almost everything you can do in web 3 you could do in some form in web 2 but what are the benefits of doing it in web 3 a, it changes behavior a little bit. Like there's this whole structure of NFTs that exists to do this whole mechanism we just talked about are very easy to do in Web3, right? right? Now, what's really important too is, this is a huge issue for creators, it's called platform risk. So like, if you have your audience on Facebook, let's say, this was the classic example. Facebook for a while, you had your audience, you had a million, you had eight million followers, you were doing great every time you post everyone. And then Facebook said, hey, it's way more profitable if actually we just don't show it to anyone, right? <laughs> and so like, they make ads. you pay yeah. to yeah. show it to the people who are following you. And like overnight, essentially, like if you look at, my, my favorite example is if you go look at Banana Republic's Facebook page, they have eight million followers, they get like 10 likes on a post. <laughs> Do you know how many people that means they showed it to? It means they're showing it to like a thousand people, right? Yeah. And, how much did they time, money, effort did they invest into building that page? And so many creators they're just beholden right? to whatever policy Facebook and may change. Facebook, you, Whoever, any any of Twitter, these companies, yeah. like like you don't own the rights to your, you don't own access to your audience. You don't even own access to knowing who they are, right? And so what Web three allows you to do is say, hey, on the blockchain, immutably, right? This is something that I have access to. Is the knowledge of everyone who is currently holding it. I don't need to know their name. I don't need to. But I know their wallet address, right? I know how to ask them, and they have probably a really good reason to check out what I'm doing because they're holding my NFT, and holding my NFT is a, means you're a participant in my ecosystem. Now, 
it's important to say here, like, there's nothing that forces Nick and I to continue providing, like, we, we're going to continue providing value, but, like, Web3 doesn't, like, pull us along to make us continue providing value. So that's where, like, this is an off-platform thing. But, like, there's a huge, re like, there's no reason not to. Like, we're in this for the long run because we want to build, we see a vision, like, five, ten years out from now where this is the preeminent thing. And, and what we want to do is not only create, you know, one thing, one time. It's not this one experiment. The experiment is how we're kicking it off. But, like, we want to be an example of how you can do this correctly as a creator. And because science is so collaborative, we want to say, hey, come do it with us, with other creators. Come watch us do this. And then if you want to do it right, and if you want to adhere to the principles that I laid out to Nick that we agreed on, which is like the trade-off between making more money and doing better for the community, you always have to go better for the community. If you're, right. if you're, if you're on board with that, like come do it with us and come do it with our community, right? So. Yeah. We also recognize like people are likely are going to come, uh, you know, to the event. They might not even know what NFT is, then they don't need to, right? But like, you can go purchase the NFT. The NFT is a ticket. That's all you need to understand, right? But I invite you once you're holding it, go learn some more about it. Like, let this be your entry point to it. Like, imagine if you were early in the internet. Like, yes. what, what if you were yeah. early into the URL game? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. you bought like whatever, like. Colorado.com, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's like like if you were early on TikTok or anything, right? I but, think all the time we always miss out. Like, ah, oh yeah, I should have gotten on that. And I really, can't, I know I've said this like a hundred times, but this is a a technology revolution, right? Yes, right. And we're in the early stages of it. Like at the beginning of the internet, websites were shitty. Video <laughs> playback, YouTube's first you know launch was all four eighty. Horrible yeah. quality. Now it's like crystal clear HD stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like it took years for YouTube to even get high quality. And it's like things will evolve. And I think for nothing else, if somebody's interested in winning in the technological world that we're in, as a as a participator or as a creator, they should start getting into NFTs. Right. And and, and I want to make right? this very like, I, a, yeah a very clear distinction here. So like, I don't want people to buy our project because they want to make money. Yeah, I that want, should not be the way they like. Like they will, literally, like that's like not we. Yeah, don't I, do that. <laughs> right. But I want people to come participate in the thing we're building in yes. the ecosystem and world we're building because they want to learn. And like this is the thing that I think people miss too. Like the biggest value of being in this space right now is that you're learning and you're on the cutting edge. Right. How valuable to a future employer to like like it's it's the joke in the space, right? Like you go and you try and. You know, hire a developer with experience in the right. space. The space didn't exist. Like, you, like, like what do you mean experience? <laughs> we need right? three years. Just like how um, every company now hires a social media manager. Yeah. Right. Like the hire somebody's like, oh, I know TikTok. I'll handle that for you guys. You know, at a smaller or big level, it'd be beneficial for anybody to know NFTs because it could also help them in their jobs. Yeah. Like as this continues to grow, continue to be a bigger part of society, why not go learn about the thing that's got the fastest growth in the world right now? It's 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 basically this. Like, come learn with us. We're learning, we're building, we're seeing what the top products are doing. We're we're seeing kind of like what's happening, and everyone's evolving. And if you, I think there's just such an like this is an incredible opportunity to come, just like learn, participate, and make yourself a more valuable asset because you understand it, right? Like like the most beautiful thing is to watch someone like go from I'm in learning mode to I understand mode to now I'm helping other people learn mode. Like yeah. that's what you like, and and and. and like, I find this as something like a moral obligation for myself. Like, I am very fortunate to have made a lot of money in the space investing, yeah. right? And it, I find it, uh, I think that that to me means that I have a moral obligation to go back to people and say, hey, 
let me just teach you. I'm not trying to, like, it's not about getting money for me. It's not about any of that. I just want you to learn because someone taught me. Yeah, right? well, because some people think that it's like a, a Ponzi scheme, right? That and you have some to keep bringing people in. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. mean, fucking, so are fucking a lot of things. You could say you could say that about a lot of stuff. I, I, I really, I see the value in that. And, and I think it's, we're so early in it that, that although this is a long-term business play for you guys, right now, we can't even get there unless, well, I mean, we're going to get there eventually, but people need to be educated. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, too, that I just want to add to this is, like, within specifically within our project, right? Like, the grander vision beyond even just people learning about NFTs and coming to this giant elephant toothpaste experiment right. is that, like, the the next step after this is, is like, this, and I've, been, I've ta- ta- talked to you about this, is, like, I always wanted there to be, like, a physical location where you could drop by, come in, see what's happening. And so I always had this vision of like Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory meets the Mythbusters. Mm. And it's called yes. the Science Factory. So it's like, it's like a studio out here in, in LA. It's yeah. like where we're operating, where we're doing our stuff. And then that's also where like, that's sort of like ground zero for these science experiments, right? It's yeah. like, hey, look, maybe not every single time we're going to do the world's largest blah, 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 blah. But like maybe it's something really, really dope that you're really into. And like that just happens like the NFT that you hold that gives you access to this particular experiment or like you upvoted it and you're just been, you've been sitting on it and you can't wait to come do it. You come out to this specific location, you know, it's, it's like open to the public, you know, during these experiments. Cause not every NFT has a physical thing. Right. Not most every, of them yeah, aren't, most but you don't. guys are going to actually have yeah. a place. People can come in and be like, yes. yo, I'm an NFT holder. Yes. I'm coming to the Saturday show. And then to think whatever. about this, like think at, yeah. the, at another level of this, let's say your favorite creator is I don't know, uh, whatever. Some, some dancer, right? Yeah. And we're doing a collaboration with that person for one of these next like experiments. Now it's like that we have a place now for that dancer and us to come together. Yeah. And you can see that person, and then like our our fan bases can basically like kind of be there together. Yeah. That's sort of the, this like grandiose concept of like. You know, we've gotten to this concept of like everything happens so digital, and I view it on YouTube. But like, hey man, wouldn't that be really dope if we could actually like do this all in a actual physical location yes. as a real in real life? I know I would trust an NFT more if I knew there was a physical space. Yeah, that to go to. Yeah, and so that's kind of the yeah. another thing is just sort of like you know is that we were analyzing all these different areas where we want to melt back where there can be maybe distrust in NFTs, but also like where that marries our grand vision anyways, just as a production company and as a creator. And so, like, so that's let me where ask you come together. So let me ask you straight up and, you know, cause we're getting, you know, closer to the end of this, just be straight up. What's in it for you really actually for you doing this, like the, the legit, like, you know, like I'm building a content company to, make millions of dollars making really dope shit with my favorite creator so I can one day make a movie about Jay-Z. That's my intentions. That's pretty dope. That's why I'm here doing all this, like straight up. You know what I mean? Why are you doing this? When the community is stronger, then I personally will be stronger. And I think that this is the next evolution in that. And that's it. That's really, it's really simple. And from a business standpoint, is this going to be your main business now? This is just my life. I mean, this, this has already been my life in Web 2.0. So this is the evolution of what it looks like in Web3. Right. And so I'm just looking at going, hey, you know what? You can't change this. This is, this is what's going to happen. This is what is happening. So like, I'm adapting now what my life is for the career evolution as we go into Web3. Got it. So you basically sounds to me like you've, you, you understand that this is the future. Yep. You are a content creator. Mm-hmm. You are a business owner. Yep. Right? You're, you're a strategic guy. Yeah. Right? And you're seeing the future in this. And you're... 
also seeing the future in it from a having real value, not just being like, ah, right. The, 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 it's like, no, it, it actually has intrinsic value to do good by your community. Correct. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just a fairy tale because a lot of times capitalism gets a bad rap. You know, I'm a capitalist, you know, but, but I think a lot of times it gets a bad rap for being so like cutthroat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this is capitalism 2.0 almost because yeah. the consumers can also win. You can make yeah. great value for the consumer and then they can make value out of the product. Like most people don't make second hand money from, unless they're like garage sailors or something. Like if I buy a, a couch, I'm not seeing it as an investment. I just got a couch that so I may or may not sell one day. You know, but if they buy an NFT, like, and it doesn't mean that the couch people are evil, right? <laughs> so, like, why do people make couches? To make money. Right. They may have a passion for making couches, but it, it is to make money, right? Yeah. But it's usually just one way. Give me the money, give you the couch, end of story. Mm -hmm. Right. But in this case, it's like, give me the money, I'll give you the NFT, and continue giving you value. And the more value I give to you, mm -hmm. the more valuable the whole project is. So you actually Correct. are incentivized from a long-term perspective. Correct. Because the stronger the community, right. if they feel like, man, no, this NFT is legit. It's not, it, they're not pulling the rug from under me. They're giving me great value. I love going to the events. It even went up in value a little bit. You know, it wasn't the primary reason, but it's like, I think I'm more convinced now that, at least from the perspective that you guys have, right, that there is integrity built in to the capitalist part of this. Right. Right? Like, if you, if you, you guys want to make a lot of money from this long term, it would behoove you to be not, really great to your community right now. Right, and I think right. Right. yes, yeah, and I think there's there's, like, there's an important thing to talk about here about like like how does the finances of these kind of projects work, right? right? And so a big thing in the NFT space is when you trade buying and selling NFTs, um, it's st like standard. Most people do this on OpenSea. There's also some other platforms like Luxrare and X2Y2, but that's OpenSea like an E-Trader or whatever for stock. Yeah, this, that's, this, that, this is for that, right? Right. It's like think about it, StockX. It's like StockX, but for um, but for NFTs, right? Okay. Uh, the creators get a percentage of the transactions, right? Secondary transaction fees. So if you buy and sell them, the creators get a percentage of secondary transactions. So like, there, it's not just you launch a product, sell it, you get initial capital, but like the more you grow the project, and every time that you create more value within the product, and let's say the product goes up, like the, there's more transactions that happen, and it, it fuels more like, resources for you to do more cool stuff. Right? So if I was a couch maker, yeah. and I sold the couch once, and that person resold it, I don't get any of that second reselling Correct. money. Well, so, so think right? about this from artists, an artist perspective. This is actually like a huge issue for most traditional artists. If I'm an artist and I become really successful later in my career, what's the most valuable thing? My original works, which I probably sold for next to nothing. For like a hundred bucks or something, right. and I now it could be worth bucks. a bunch. And then yeah. someone resells it for a million dollars, right? You, you know don't how get much any I, of that. I don't get jack shit, right? <laughs> but, I think that's the biggest part right there people should understand yeah, from people, a creator standpoint. Yeah. Creators don't get to participate in their own success. Say it again. Creators don't get to participate in their own success. And they- <laughs> Hallelujah! And, <laughs> think about this way, if you're a YouTube creator and you have a, a, a video that goes viral later in your career, something you made earlier, like, you know, you didn't get to change the promotion at the end of it or something, like, it, there's all these things, but in, this, this world, like the, the incentives for creators and the incentives for audience are the same, and that's what's powerful, right? Is like, yeah. as the product gets more successful, the people who are in the ecosystem who are holders realize more success. The creators realize more success, and the project gets more resources to do things together. Because remember, this money and the way that we're setting up this project, like it's not like we just get paid out all the money, right? It goes into a pool which we then use to do more of these projects. It funds it. It funds the, the, the initial thing. sale of the NFT funds the production of the promise of the utility. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how a, it works. And, and then what defines a good, like a like a um, you know a shyster from like a good NFT creator is that a shyster would just take that money and run right. and not fulfill the promises of giving them tickets. So there is no event. Right. There is no warehouse or and whatever. See, here's right? why and I you, think. Okay. Oh, so you guys are building also the reputation of saying, hey. Yes. We're actually delivering this value. And here's why I think also too, and like I, I covered this a bit, but I think this is why creators and NFTs will will like in like five years from now, people will be like, oh my God, click, do you remember when like they were like not doing NFT stuff? Because like imagine a creator rug pulling their audience. That that's literally the day that their career ends. Yeah. Like if you rug pull your audience, dude, you're done. Like unsubscribe, unfollow, no more brand content. Like you're toast. So you yeah. would never treat your audience that way. Yeah. They are your livelihood. Right. So like of course they're gonna like not rug pull them, right? Like and I can't speak for everyone in the future, but I'm saying like that there's no incentive really for a true creator to mistreat their audience because it's that's everything that they have really as a creator. Like yeah. that's what's really making it like go. Oh, and this is why you were saying that it's one of the things to, to do is to look at somebody's social media. Like if there is a social media account yeah. attached How to much are they creator, like yes. are they real? Kind of like if you're about to go date somebody on Tinder and they have an Instagram profile, you check it out. If yeah. they only have three photos and no friends, you're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> you wouldn't go on that date, yeah, right? right? And, and again, the, the, with all this said, like there are still people who, and it blows my mind almost, and it's so sad to see happen. Yeah. But there are people who knowingly or unknowingly do this, even though, as we just said, there's not a huge incentive to do it. Like, there's so much better upside if you're really in this for the long game. Right. Like, it's just, it's so much better in so many ways. But, like, the sad truth is A, sometimes people don't see it. B, sometimes people are misled. Like, this is a confusing space. And one of the challenges here is it's really hard to go and find, like, you, you face this challenge, right? Nick, it, it, there's lots of good information on the internet, there's lots of bad information on the internet, and it's really hard to tell which is which, because yeah. it's not like good information is more engaging than bad information. You know what the most engaging thing on Twitter is? Shit posting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this, this is the challenge. And so I think, like, it, it's, I wish there was a, an easier way to recommend of how people go about it, but like, like, I think this is what drew me to Nick, was he got this part of it. He got that, like, like, like this is a five to 10 to 15 year play, yeah. And this is like something that we're going to be building with the community, right? And like this is something that everyone's going to participate in. And, you know, that's why having someone like Nick put his brand behind it. It's not like somebody else's product that he's promoting. This is like, this is like, this is yeah, what which means yeah. if you pull the rug out from your yeah, audience yeah. here, I'm, your whole shit's fucked. I'm so done. Like, yeah. So, like, that's why, again, that's, but I think that's why that <laughs> I think creators will really embrace NFTs. And that's why I think over time, NFTs will become more popular in the sense that, like, we won't even think about them being popular. It'll just be a part of day to day. It'll just be how you buy stuff. Yeah. So people will be like, oh, what? Like, there's no YouTube. Like, do you remember before there's YouTube? Like, Creator, yeah. what was a creator before YouTube? Like that's a weird concept. Well, it's kind of like this. If I meet somebody at a party, it could be a girl, it could be it could be a business person. I get their Instagram before their number. If I get nothing else, I get their Instagram because their yeah. number doesn't tell me anything about them. Anybody could have a number. Yeah. But an Instagram, you could fake an Instagram, but it takes a lot of work. Right. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like to if you have a thousand posts on Instagram and a bunch of interactions, I'm like, oh, you're a legit person. Yeah. Like a phone number is really secondary. Yeah. Well, in social settings. Yeah. And that's a, that's a new thing. That's like it happened in the last 10 years. Right. We've had social media, but now, like I have several friends that I don't even have their numbers. I just have their Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, th that's this how I know what they're up to. I'm not texting them seeing where you are. I'm seeing them on that yeah. they're skiing. Right. right. So maybe eventually an NFT won't be something that you have just for art projects. 
I feel like exactly. all ownership is going to be NFT. Like there's going to be NFT for a house. And this gets to this and whole like, other conversation, which is like cars and houses and like the smart contract part of it is like Spencer does like a pink slip. Like, it's like a, yeah. so, <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff. So I'll just very briefly touch this because this could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. But, um, like, like I think the like people get a little bit lost in the sauce of the NFTs because they're so exciting, which is awesome. But yeah. like the thing about it's really hard to tie digital and physical ownership together because mm. you still have to trace a, a piece of paper somewhere. Well, so for example, oh, like let's say that I was like, I have an NFT that verifies I'm the one who owns this physical painting, right? Yeah. Well, I can just send someone else the NFT. But the that, painting, but I, the painting's on my house. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like it's so like that. But like, anywho, the, the the thing that's very interesting is what we're at such an early stage. We're at such a wild west stage right now. Yeah. Like, and and there's there's a couple of ramifications of that. One is, and you look at like the the early internet days, like. They call it the dot-com boom for a reason. Like tons of stuff went out of business, pets.com, like, all, all these big, yeah. but that's also where we got, like a, most of the biggest companies now come from that era, right? So right. there are some good stuff, there is some bad stuff. But what happened was over the years, like there started being more regulation, there started being more clear guidelines, and that's already happening. Like we're already seeing people litigate like rug pull projects. Yeah. Like they're going, they're taking them to court because it's fraud. Yeah. It is fraud, yeah. like full stop, right? And like it's, it's unfortunate, but like, we're seeing as they begin to litigate that more and more, it becomes scarier and scarier to do that kind of fraud. Yeah. And you know, which is good. Which is good. Regulation yeah. is great for this space. Like we yeah. are eager and willing. We we want more regulation because we want more guidelines to just okay. Here's how you do it correctly. Here's how you can protect protect people um, from yeah. rug pulls from these things. You know, and 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 make sure they understand the risks. Like like I think some people that are hearing about it, they're hearing like yeah, it's decentralized. Fuck the government. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like maybe I think some of the people are thinking that there's a philosophical difference between decentralization and regulation. Well, so here, here's the thing, right? Like, like decentral, like, like there's, there's this grand vision of crypto that's like everyone's cowboys and fuck the government. We're out, and, right. you know, like, but like the government serves a lot of purposes. And, and here's the, the reality of everything, right? When Bitcoin first came out, there was this like five year period, right, where the government just sat back. And a lot of illegal activity happened on the Bitcoin network because okay, well, drugs using Bitcoin, yeah. murders for hire, trafficking, whatever. Trafficking, yeah, trafficking. And yeah. Plot twist: <laughs> turns out the the FBI, the CIA, actually has tools to figure out your IP address, which is your computer's address when you're using the network, right? Right. So they actually knew everything going on. And guess what? It's a public ledger. So not only do they know everyone, they knew every transaction everyone did to every single person. And five years out, they want and they did a global sting of all the like. Illegal porn stuff. rings, all the like, wow. all the like drug rings, and so like, like the like like never underestimate the government. Right? Let's dispel <laughs> that part of it. And if even if they haven't yeah. come for people yet, they're waiting. Yeah, doesn't mean they can't come for you. Yeah, have they're you ever waiting. like not paid your taxes, dude? That they, they come after you. Right. <laughs> and, and, and here's yeah. the thing too, with the taxes, like the way that crypto taxes work, if you don't pay your crypto taxes, then you and they catch you. You owe like multiples of what you used to owe, right? So if you're the government, why would you try and stop people ahead of time? They're waiting Just, for you to fuck well, it's up. It's kind of like how Target has a rule that like they don't stop you from stealing until you steal over a thousand bucks, and then they send, and then they get you for like a bigger thing. Exactly. Like, they keep track of they're, you. They're, 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 they, like, they want like like so and you know you can say this, but like 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 just because the government hasn't come for people yet, it doesn't mean they're not going to. And this is why like when you were like oh future like we're, like there's no like this is just a utility thing. There's no promise of future value because 
like anyone who's promising future, anyone, like, and this is the biggest red flag. I mean, when you talk about red flags for NFT projects, anytime anyone says, oh, get into this NFT product because you're going to get rich, run away. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> run away. Yeah. Like, just, just turn, like, like that, that should be a secondary away. thought. Because people hear Bored Ape and they're like, oh, for so I put two grand in, I'll get a hundred grand at the end of the day. Like, like, I think most people, even I was thinking that way, that's a primary reason that people to get it. When really that's secondary. It's the utility and the and how rare that yeah. utility is that then that then makes it go up in value. But also, yeah. if you promise future value, right. that is the definition of security, and you have not registered that security with the SEC, and that is illegal. Gotcha. Right? So just straight up. That, that is straight happen. up, and if you yeah. see someone, do, but like this is the thing: the SEC hasn't gone after many projects yet, but they're going to. And then, but when you see the really good builders in the space, yeah, they understand that. Like, like not every most consumers don't fully get this yet, but like if you're building a project, you should understand that. You, you need to understand that. Yeah, and the legal ramifications. Yeah. It's coming one way or another. Yeah, and and and, yeah. and you know, like. You can see who's maybe like more shady based on like like most people, even if they're doing the illegal stuff, they understand usually that it's illegal, right? Yeah. And so like you can you can I don't want to say you can tell, but like these are the signals to look for. Yeah. And I'll say this too, like like I've participated in rug pulls. I'm a professional full-time investor. This is what I do. I research this stuff all day. This is all I, and like I'm wrong sometimes. Like yeah. this is like like don't go in thinking that you're better than the market, especially in a market like this. Like this is a really, really confusing, complicated, weird thing. Like never put any money you can't lose into this space. Like be really careful. And 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 participating in it is great and it's a good thing to start doing early. Investing in it, like there's no reason not to wait to more regulation. I mean, I think a lot of people like there's no like, don't yeah. feel the FOMO. Don't you don't need to ape in. Like this is highly volatile. It'll continue to be here. So it's like find people you're a fan of or projects that seem interesting and get into it as yes. just like a new age ticket for something. Yes. Like, Start there. Think about it like this. Who's your favorite brand? I, I know who your favorite band yeah. is. Or like <laughs> artist, Kanye, right? Yeah. But like, so mine's 311, right? Right. So if 311 came out with an NFT and said, hey, look, if you buy this NFT, you get to come to the beach festival, you get to come to 311 day, and you get to come to a private concert. I would be like, yo, I don't care how much this thing costs. Like, 10 right. ETH, I'm in. I the utility is something you care oh about. Oh, my God, I love that so much. I, I would do anything for that. Like, I wouldn't even care. I would pay whatever that thing is because, like, I am a super fan of 311. Yes. So, like, that's how I would want people to, like, come into the space is, like, think about, like, what you're already a super fan of and then, like, come in it for the utility equation because, like, you know, for example, you love science. You want to see some crazy science stuff. Like, you want to see this crazy video that you saw on the internet in person and, like, participate in that and, like, and the next one's like, yeah. if that's the angle in, then, like, yes, come on to our project. Like, yeah. and if you're, or your favorite band or whatever, like, come in it that way. But I think coming in it to the, like, the way of, like, strictly, like, I'm going to make money. I'm going to, like, I'm going to flip these or whatever. I think, um, <clears throat> look, I'm not going to tell you, you know, what to do, but I just think that's a poor evolution of the space. And so that's just not what I would encourage people to do. And it's not do. the primary reason to do it, right? Because no. it's like, I think what's good, though, is that from a consumer behavior standpoint, we're already in the mode of supporting independent people. Like, I pay for some people's Patreons that are just like random YouTubers that do reaction. That for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I like you. Here's six bucks a month. I want to see the unedited clip of you watching... Yeah, I never like, thought I'd be do into Star it. Wars. Yeah, like whatever it is. But I am. Yeah, I I I, so, I literally will watch the same thing from like ten different reactors because it feels like I'm relit. Like I'm already used to, 
like supporting independent projects that I like, yeah. but there's not a lot I get from it other than just seeing like the unedited clip on Patreon or whatever. Right. And NFT is like a way better version of that. Correct. Now, let me ask you, because um, I know uh, we don't got a lot more time. Like if I made an NFT and one of the utilities was they get to see an exclusive video, is there a way to send a file like that? Do they all get like a, like on Patreon, you all get this private Vimeo link or whatever, right? If that one of the utilities was you get to hear the unreleased version of the song, is there a mechanism yeah. through the blockchain by which they all get an MP3? So, so there's a couple of things here. Or whatever? So, 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 so yes. Yeah. So there's a few things. So one is you can airdrop them. So airdrop is when you send a file to someone, right? But not Apple airdrop. Blockchain airdrop. Blockchain airdrop, right? Okay. But yeah. it's pretty similar, actually. So, like, basically, what an airdrop is is you, because it's public record, can see everyone who holds your NFT, and you can then send everyone who holds your NFT a new NFT, right? And you could send them an NFT because NFTs don't just have to be pictures; they can be music. There's music NFTs. There's all these, they could be videos, could be all this other stuff. And right? they all get it. I mean, they don't have to accept it; they just get it. Is they it like a Mailchimp it. thing? Like I like I send everybody. You can a send it. List. So you so so here's the the, the little asterisk here is like. Somebody needs to pay what's called gas fees. So when you write something on the Ethereum blockchain, you have to pay the network to securely write that in stone forever, right? And for people who don't know, that means that there are literal computers in somebody's room somewhere plugged into the wall outlet, and that has electricity costs. Like that. Yeah. Essentially, right? So, so, so the network, to secure it, right, we talked about this a little bit earlier, has a lot of people who say this is the list of who owns what, and you basically need to pay the people who do that to continue doing that. Yeah, right? and a part of that fee, like it literally is some electricity that goes to like running the computer. Like there's a cost for this thing. You like know? this computer could be running it for people. It's like a, it could be a bunch, like a million people with laptops. So just, I'm just trying to make it simple yeah. for people to understand. Yeah. yeah. Like the shit works because a bunch of people are collaborating. Right. So, so, sometimes, so, so we're getting a little technical here, but yeah. like you could pay for the airdrop or the holders could claim it and pay the fee for it. Um, there's different ways that different people do this. Now, the original question, um, the thing is, remember, the blockchain is public. So everyone in the entire world could then see that video if you just sent it to them. So this is not a great, but however. Uh, oh, because their wallet public. would publicly show the thing. Right. It's not okay. like it would be a private folder in right. the wallet, it'd be a public wallet. However, the great thing about Web3 is that you can integrate it very closely with Web2, right? So what you can do is you could actually have a token-gated website. So you could have a website. And so you can use your wallet to log in on this website, and if you hold that NFT, it opens a special section, and your website could hold the thing. God, so there's always is, a workaround. And this is where it is. And so if you see what is really cool about, um, so in Web2, this is a, a really interesting point. So in Web2, what did everyone do to log in? Log in with Facebook, log in with Google, right? What did Google and Facebook do? They take the information of all the sites you've logged into, and they sell it. They sell it for ads. They sell it for nefarious purposes. We've learned via right. like you know uh, yeah. all the different stuff, right? So this is this is a huge like monster of Web two is that literally logging into things is how they get your data all across the entire world, right? Wow. Yeah. So in Web three, you have single sign on. The, the standard is to have sign on with your wallet to websites, right? Um, and what this allows it to do is the website itself isn't doing the sign on mechanism. It's you're using the token in your wallet to connect. So Rather than that connection being through a Facebook or a Google, it's through the Ethereum network. It's like a fob. Like in this apartment building, yeah. if you want to get to the pool, you got to have a fob as a resident. Even if you come in as a guest, you might be able to. You might sneak your way through the security guard, but you can't make it into the pool of my apartment building <laughs> unless you have a fob. Right. And this meta and this meta wallet. Yeah. So most is like that fob to get yeah. the MetaMask, right? Is, is like the, it's like a fob to get into this private part of a website. Yeah. Right. Like for, like for example. Uh, now. 
uh, on Kanye's site, you can't listen to his new album unless you bought his new digital physical stamp player for 200 bucks. Of which I bought you, by the way. Huh? I bought you that. Oh, nice. I'll have two now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I bought you a Donda. I just got it sent to my old uh, New York did City. Did you really? I did, yeah. Did you actually? Oh, yeah. dude, I it's thought you were just, joking. No, no I actually did, yeah. Oh, dude. It's just chilling in New York, though. It's at this uh, girl's house who just picked it up for me. It's it sent to my old address. Oh, no shit. Anyways, well, so. well, yeah, so like in, in his case, literally it's not even on Spotify or, or, or iTunes. You can only hear his new album yeah. currently if you have a, an access. Yeah, access. Yes, uh, exactly. In his case, it's a physical thing. Yeah. But But... NFTs can be integrated in a digital way, which allows it to scale, right? Yeah. So if you have 10,000 people that own this NFT, those 10,000 people could access this new part of yeah. the website. And now, whatever. I, I also feel a little obligated here to say, yeah. if you are new to the space and you get a wallet and you put some crypto in it and you get a MetaMask and you send it over from Coinbase and maybe you're trading some NFTs on OpenSea or whatever, be really, really careful yeah. about what websites you connect your wallet to mm. this is i think a big part of the space that will evolve in the coming years yeah is like like that's a lot of where actually people get their stuff stolen is Press by connecting to to um, yeah. uh -huh. to weird websites so like it's a cool thing i think it will change we're still kind of again we're in we're so much in the first inning that like it's just it's obviously going to get much better um and like always in this space like bias and if you're if you're if you get any like i don't know don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Because mm. <laughs> the downside is so big. <laughs> yeah, right? If it's not legit, or you, don't think, or you think it's not legit, then yeah, just and, and you know what? The thing about that, too, is like you, have to, like you should be really comfortable with missing stuff. Like, I, I held the board ape when they did the first merch drop. Right? Mm. I'm not wearing the first merch. This is the later one. Right. right? Because, and I just didn't buy it. Because I was like, oh, is this the right website? I don't know. And I just didn't do it. You know? And those, those hoodies, they were like 90 bucks. They were sell for like $2,000 right now. And you know, wow. I missed it. Like, whatever. And that's okay. I, I think I think people might let the FOMO get the best of them, and they'll yeah. make irrational decisions. So, you, you, yeah. in short, my understanding here is that this is a game-changing technology. It is the future, right? But projects are still early. People, most people, don't even know what the fuck is going on. So, yeah. part one of the mission <laughs> is just let's get the crowd to understand. Hey. It's like this is like telling people about YouTube before there was YouTube. Yeah. You have to tell, oh, there's this website where yeah. there's a bunch of like videos. Like what? Right? You gotta get people on board, right? So yeah. so that they understand the ecosystem. So so I actually learned a lot in this conversation, right? Because now my understanding is that utility is number one function. Yes. Value is just like a byproduct of that. Correct. The better the utility, the better the community then people place value on it, right? right. Like, yeah. Kind of like tickets to Coachella. Like I'm buying them late, so I'm buying them off of secondhand. So now I'm just whatever people want to sell them for yeah. is what I'm going to get them for, <laughs> right? There's yeah. only so many tickets for Coachella. Right. And if you bought them originally, now you get to just gas it up, right? Yep. But the function is going to Coachella. Correct. I'm, not, got, I'm yeah. not buying the ticket to flip it. I'm buying it to go see whoever yeah. I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah. 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 It so happens that, oh, I could also sell my ticket if I wanted to make a, right. like I could buy a Coachella ticket and never resell it to make a profit. I could buy it just because yeah, I want to go. Yeah, you scalp it, but you, you want to go to Coachella. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, so I guess that would be a good way to look at this as well. Like, yeah, you could buy it to sell, but really, yeah. primary, you should buy the ticket because you want to go to the exactly. thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, who? what rando buys Coachella tickets? <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm going to drive all the way to Palm Springs and scalp this. Like, I mean, maybe. Maybe people do do we'll that. People do, like, we'll do that a lot. Okay, maybe a lot of people do do that. <laughs> but most people but that buy Coachella tickets. most people tickets. there are there to go see the actual event. Well, Right, the utility yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, one thing, too, like, so to a little yeah. plug here, but, like, people want to learn more about our project and sort of, Check it out. It's called Elements, E-L-I-M-I-N-T-S. Um, and elements.xyz is the website. We're also Dope. on, um, you can check us out on Twitter. 
Um, but I, and you know, if people want to come, we're trying to build this product, so that's a great kind of entry point. They sign up right now on the website um, if you want to kind of get in the loop about when we're launching them. Um, but I really encourage people, check us out. Do your diligence. Check other projects out. Find a community you vibe with. If it's us, that's great. If it's other people, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, just go find your entry point. Check it out. Like, and, and hopefully, like, I, I, I hope people who listen to this podcast, like, I, they don't need to be convinced. They don't need to go, oh, my goodness, NFT is the best. But just, like, I hope it sparks someone's curiosity enough to want to at least learn more about it. And if you look at this and you say, oh, it's just like JPEG, I just don't get why people would pay that much for like pictures on the internet. Like that's not what it is. This is not like pictures on the internet, it's just the tool. And then everything that goes on behind it is the actual thing going on here. And if right. you can't, if you fo don't fully have a grasp of it, which you probably don't, most people don't, right? Like that's a reason to go learn about it, right? Yeah, like that's I'm flying to Chicago tomorrow and my ticket is like a QR code on my United yeah. app. You know, it's like I'm not buying the, the beauty of this ticket, I'm buying the flight. Exactly. But now with NFTs, the ticket also happens to be really cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's one of those And things. has secondary value. Yeah. And so it's one of those things too where like, like you know, it, the joke is always like, oh, I right click saved it, whatever, right? Yeah. And, but like, it's funny and it gets a lot of traction on the internet. Like, I was like you know, what's yeah. the alpha strat on Twitter is shit posting, right? But, right. Like, but like, that's not really what's going on here. And like, I just hope a lot of people realize that. Um, because I think most people don't. I think no, they what, don't. this distinction that's made right here, or these distinctions from this, from this interview, I think need to be made in so many people's minds because they think it's a way to avoid paying taxes. <laughs> it's a way to buy <laughs> illegal shit. It's a way to make a bunch of money to pay off your house. And it's a way to own a JPEG. And it's like, it's, no, <laughs> yeah. it isn't those things. Those but are the things that like get good headlines, though. And yeah. I think that's actually why people see a lot of that, though, is because it's like, that makes headlines. But no one's like, an amazing value for <laughs> NFT, where all people went and had a good time. Like, that's a terrible headline, right? Yeah, because so like, like, what, you, what you're <laughs> no telling me, like, I actually legit do want to go to the Elephant Toothpaste. You should. Like, that sounds super fun. It's super sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. <laughs> by, by the way, so... Uh, when does that happen, fam? So, yeah, yeah. So, like, we're at the end of March right now, mm -hmm. right? Um, beginning of April. And so we're spending about the next, like, six weeks or so, um, like, really getting the word out. And then we're going to assess, basically, from that point forward, like, where this should be. So we're going to even tap into the community, like, even in that point. Yeah. Um, to figure out, like, where exactly it's going to be. We have a pretty good idea that it's going to be either Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Um, we're leaning toward Las Vegas because it's very close to Los Angeles. A lot of people live here. Um, it's also really easy to do big events in Las Vegas. Um, and so that's what we're leaning towards. Um, save money on that state tax too. No, uh, that's hey, it. Um, <laughs> and you can just do a lot more um, in that city than, than specifically, just because of literally like, this is such a really compact city so right. you just don't have as much wiggle room so there's a little more space out there is your nft going to launch before the warehouse is built or is it going to be launched to help build the warehouse it's going to be launched before the the warehouse is Correct. is 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 purchased as a group so like that's something that we're looking to do as we continue Got to it. do this yeah um and uh, you know just be very clear about what's now and what's later yeah um but you know and i think what's important also is like we are all about building a community and one of the great things about the community is like we're doing in-person events, but but we're doing in-person events that create digital content. We have a lot of people that digital. We know like not everyone's gonna be able to come to Las Vegas or Los Angeles yeah. or wherever. You can't we fit do. a million people in right. a warehouse, right? Yeah. But like and and like the, I want people to realize too that it, it's not true that the only way to participate in this project is by buying an NFT, right? Like being participants in the project. Like we have a Discord. Like come join, come hang out with us, come just you know watch and be around it. Like there's other things to do, and and you know as we go, like one of the things that we're um, 
doing a lot. We, nothing we've announced yet, but we're, we're, we've got a lot of plans in the works. And I think this is something that we also want to work with the community around is, is also digital utility, right? Not just in physical utility. I think physical utility we wanted to start with because that's the easiest thing to wrap your yeah. hand or head around. Right. Right? right, buy one, show up to the thing, right. watch the event. But eventually it'll also be buy one, get access to this digital thing. Because so much of our lives was digital. So much yeah. of the things we're excited about and our experiences are digital. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because you can do so much with NFT technology. It's like, well, why stop there? You know, it's like, look, we've gotten this far. So why not keep being creators with that exact same technology with exactly. this project? So the Elements project is going to like continue to go on. So it's like the Elements project is like the next foreseeable future. Like it's just going to keep going. And that's going to be the same thing because it's a perfect marrying with the Science Factory, which is the business that I already have right now. Yeah. So it's like those two are inseparable and like they got married when this started. <laughs> and so they're just going to keep moving forward. I love that, man. Well, I learned a lot. I really appreciate this conversation. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm excited for the projects that you guys are doing. Is there anything else that you want the audience to know specifically about your project and your intent? And, and... Yo, we're going to go super big. <laughs> <laughs> like specifically for this um, Elephant Toothpaste thing. Like I, this was this was talked about really early on, but like this has been like our marquee event because this is like right now like one of the things that I'm most well known for, and I think that it has it gained so much traction before COVID. COVID really sort of like leveled a lot of these in person live events. Yeah. And so we kind of got to this point where it um it allowed me to see that a lot of people actually would love to to be here and do this and be a part of it. Yeah. And so I really want to I want to create this uh, as an example, but also like it is a little like dude, we are we're going all out. Like this is going to be absolutely like and, insane. And <laughs> the thing that I'm excited for too is like this is like Nick's big thing yeah. and he's literally giving it to the community. Yeah. Right? That's like this is like Nick was like everyone and their mom has asked Nick to do this project to do an elephant toothpaste because this is like his, <laughs> yeah. you know everyone wants to do the yeah. biggest the literally the biggest video of 2019 was this video right that's amazing nick hasn't though. done so another funny. this again right yeah but like who's the right person to do it with it's not a person right it's it's the community and like that's that's just that's all it is right it's like a it's yeah. like a paradigm it's shift in how yeah. you approach the yes the building of a project and yes. and what a appropriate thing to launch this much grander ecosystem than by giving the best thing in the ecosystem to That's a huge sign of, of good faith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. It's, it's, it's like, well, we're giving you our money, we're giving you Well, I'm giving you guys my, the biggest thing that I've ever I done have. ever. Yeah. You know? And oh, and it's five times bigger. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be like 10. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. What a great, <laughs> no promises. And what a great <laughs> metaphor, too, for what NFTs are, but the elephant toothpaste thing, right? You put this chemical in and then the big thing comes out of it. I feel like that's like NFT technology in the world of creators. Like I think visually it's a metaphor for what's going to happen I'd or agree what is that. happening. I feel like where we are in this time frame, yes, that is absolutely true. You guys are like Catalyst just poured it. It's like, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Foam gets created. Yeah. So one more time, they can find you at, well, well you personally, it's at Nick Uhas. No, I want everyone, well, yes, I'm at Nick Uhas, but the the website is elements.xyz. And it's spelled mints because like when you create an NFT, you mint it. Mm. Um, so it's L-S-O-E-L-E-M-I-N-T-S dot XYZ. Yeah, and you can also, if, if, if you want, you can find that on our Twitter. So, yes. Um, Which is? SGSand1 on, on uh, yeah. Twitter, yeah. Um, which is also, we have like the, the Twitter uh, handle is elements underscore NFT. Boom. Guys, I'm so excited for you. I'm so glad that you Thank also you for took, having us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that you took most of the 
podcast to answer my questions. I know I was interrupting you a bunch because I'm really trying to think of like how how other people attack this, right? Because even when Gary Vee went on like my favorite comedian's um, podcast, like the whole comment section is just everybody shitting on him and whatever, how you feel about Gary Vee, but it's like, uh, there's so much um, resistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there to this. There's so, so much bad so stuff. That's why I wanted to ask you because I'm like, okay, what about yeah. this? What about that? Because I really want people to, and myself really, <laughs> to understand this because I think the fact that we spent most of the time educating people on the space, not even so much promoting your thing, shows part of the philosophy of the good faith that you have, right? Of adding value to the community. And the fact that I now understand this better because of you makes me trust you more. <laughs> hey, then it's working, right? man. It's working. It, it, it's like if you're going to sell me a boat, you better at least be able to t tell me some things about boats. Yeah. Hey, how does this thing go forward? You yeah. Know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a, yeah, You'll it's figure like, it out when you're out on the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. Awesome. Well, any final words? It's going to be lit. Yeah. I mean, I, we just, we hope to see everyone. I'm just, you know, this is, it, it's, it's one thing when you build things on the internet, which is incredible. But I think bridging in digital to physical, we talk, it's kind of difficult sometimes to tie ownership yeah. digitally physically, but um, just, you know, whether people can be there or they don't want to be there, just like, I'm just excited to collaborate with everyone. Like, that's the fun thing about venture capital investing is that I get to work with a ton of founders, right? Yeah. Like, that's the fun thing about sort of creator versus the creators get to work with each other. But like, oh my God, like the, the orders of magnitude increase of how many people we get to work with now yeah. via the community like it's just it's it you can't compare it i mean is that that's that's just so exciting and like i hope that everyone like 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 gets the excitement that i because i think that this is like in it you know you look back and like what are the big things that have happened like the internet happened like 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 we're at the nation stage of something that's like the internet level big yeah. is kind of how i see it and yeah. like who knows how it's going to play out? It could all go to zero. It could go to the moon. Like, who knows, right? But then but, again, so could everything. But like, yeah. we get to be there for yeah. this exciting moment where like things are getting decided, things are getting built. Things so are exciting! Getting, oh my goodness! Like, like, uh, like it's we're, exciting. We're founding the future. Yeah. It's exciting for the consumers. It's exciting for the people making it. it, it it's it's not just a one way excitement from like the creators down. It's from the yeah. participants up too. Like, yeah. and how they vote on things and how they choose to promote it. And and what we do now in these early in the early innings in the early days. What we do now sets the tone for the future, right? Mm. And that's why it's so important to do things right right now. Yeah. It's because like 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 nobody knows like what what could you do with this technology? Whatever you want, right? Yeah. But like what do you want to do? Well, like apes were the were, the, were they they pushed the space along very far. Like they were the standard bearer on a lot of stuff, right? Like like this it just keeps changing, it keeps growing. Like but not every product like that's one type of product. It's a lifestyle brand. We're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a science content, like experience, experiential right. thing, right? Like, so it could be different. And, just and, like yeah. how TikTok isn't just about dancing. Right. There's TikToks about math or whatever, right? right? So exactly. it's like yeah. NFTs could be about whatever. Whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So like, 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 help, like, come build with us, build in our ecosystem, build in other people's, which come, like, learn, build, experience, and grow. That's, that's, that's kind of the thing that I want to leave people with. Uh, this is the last thing I'm gonna say is that when um, Gary Vee said this, like, and I'm gonna probably butcher this, but like Gary Vee was like, "This is my life. This is my future. Like, I am doing entities for." And I was like, "Whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa. Like, very gear Gary Vee, right?" Yeah. And I was like, "That dude, what, one too many coffees, right?" But now, like, I actually totally understand now it. You're like this now. And now I'm actually just <laughs> like this too because, like, now that I understand it, it's just like saying, like, 
you know, it was like if you were a creator way back when and you're like, oh, like, you know, I'm all in on YouTube. Like, okay. Yeah. Like now we'd be like, all right, you should probably think about TikTok too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so it's just like saying like, I'm all in on NFTs. This is my future. This is my life. It's just like saying like, yeah, like I'm evolving what I'm doing here. I'm evolving it. And so I, same thing. I, I'm, I feel the exact same way now. I'm like, yes, of course I'm all in. Like, this is my whole life. Like, this yeah. is actually what I'm doing with my whole life. So I'm right there with Gary Vino. Awesome. Well, I learned a lot. Man, I hope you guys learned a lot too. Um, support the homies, you know, learn, get involved. Don't spend all your money on it. Be cautious. Be curious, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, be Ask curious, questions. get involved. It's the future. It's inevitable, right? True. Might as well know what's happening. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's a wrap, y'all. Word. <laughs>